Welcome to episode 189 of Comic Timing, a comics podcast devoted to the average comic book fan from the average comic book fan. Join in as Brent Casino, rotating panel of guests, and myself, Ian Levison, discuss whatever comes to mind time after time here on Comic Timing. The panel slightly rotates this time as we at least add a fourth as we discuss some movies. We haven't talked movies in a couple of months, so let's patch ourselves up. And also, we're all going to have a milkshake. Here now, Comic Timing. Hey there, folks. My name is Ian Levinstein, and welcome to episode 189 of Comic Timing. I'll introduce the recent birthday boy first. Happy recent birthday, Brent Casino. Thank you. Thank you. Do anything good for it? Uh, just spend time with the fan. Noise, noise. Get anything good for it? Uh, I got a new barbecue grill. Ooh. You no, know, you can't have in New York City. Hey. But- talking about i can i can have a barbecue grill if i want to i, just, I can grill you some steaks if you ever make it down all right all right hey i i, my, I mean my 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 girlfriend's uh, mother does live in the orlando area so that that is a high possibility at some Ooh, point, so. when we you sh- meet the rents you gotta come over for dinner mm-hmm. yeah it, it'll, it'll be great we'll have a bagel and a schmear it'll be per- oh sorry those are my parents uh anyway uh yeah no well, well we'll definitely try to make that happen at some point uh brandon christopher returns as well brando what up Hello and happy Starfire Day, guys! Starfire Day, yes. Injustice Two, yes. Oh, right. I don't have a PS4 yet. Uh, I, I'll, I'll get it eventually. Although I, I might just plunk down for the freaking, you know. I, I think I mentioned this last episode that I'm thinking of just plunking down for the uh, PC version if I can get myself a good uh, controller for it. I, I, I might. I Do might. It. There's that. There's that one uh, like Nintendo S controller that I, I know works for like everything, including like Steam. And the Switch, so I'm thinking of getting that and just using that as my main like Bluetooth controller for now, and see if that actually works for me. So we'll see. Returning for the first time in a couple of months, Mr. Donovan Morgan Grant. Donovan, what up? Hi, everybody. How goes? I'm just happy to be. Um, I'm same as always. Uh, <laughs> thrilled to be talking with you guys again. I'm just, just happy finished, to be um... nominated. Big pardon? I'm just happy to be nominated. Yes, yes, very much so, indeed. And we're getting ready to talk to some uh, juicy topics for you guys tonight. Nice, nice, nice. What, what did you say that you just finished doing? Uh, you just finished recording uh, one of your things? or? Uh, oh, not tonight. I actually just finished like an hour ago. I was watching um, uh, Broadchurch uh, because Jodie Whittaker was on there, and she's the no- new doctor, so I just finished up the final season of that. Oh, sweet. Uh, really good show. I, like, uh, stars David Tennant, um, who's mm-hmm. made me love him as an actor even more, but... She's really good in it, and the, the guy who's running uh, Doctor Who after Moffat leaves, Chris Chimnall, that was his show as well. Okay. So uh, I'm looking forward to Doctor Who next year even more. Uh, w- w- is that all on Netflix at this point, or was that BBC America you were watching it off of? Season one and two were on Netflix. Uh, season three uh, was like this year, just recently wrapped up, so I, I watched that. Um, not on Netflix. Okay. But uh, actually, I, I do think it's on BBC America, the, the third season. And, and it is like a finite show. They're not making any more for the third season. Gotcha. And then like eight episodes each, so it was easy to kind of knock out. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I, I always wanted to, and I know that the American version lasted like eight seconds. I don't. Is that canceled? Is that confirmed to be canceled? Oh, that that's been canceled. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's been canceled that's for, for quite some time. Yeah, I, I heard it actually wasn't terrible. It's just that right. not enough people gave a shit, so it just went away. Yeah, it came and went. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard it came and went. I heard that people liked Tennant's performance on it, but I didn't know if it was like killed. I guess it's killed. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> I mean, at, at least it at least it was way better than the unaired it crowd pilot uh, 
starring Joel McHale. I mean, that that was absolute garbage. Oh. Yeah, I never saw that. Ooh, ooh, that's bad. That's some bad stuff. Yeah. Crossovers from the UK don't always work, man. But uh, mm. yeah, but yeah. So this episode, uh, like I said in the intro, there we're gonna catch up on some movie talk because we haven't talked movies in quite some time, and uh, we're also gonna talk a little bit of uh, of recent developments in the comic book world. We're gonna start off with the recent developments, actually. So I should have said that first, but whatever. Uh, but before we do that, as usual, we're sponsored by DCBS Desk on Comic Service at DCBService.com. Fifty percent off of Marvel and DC hardcovers and trades. Forty percent off of Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse single issues. And you know what? Also go to InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com their sister site even if they're not our official sponsors i, I always want to throw some uh, bones their way because uh, that's a great way to get yourself some excellent deals on trade paperbacks and collections and uh, i believe it's 75 dollars or more gets you free shipping on there so that's that's definitely worth it if you're going to be buying a lot of stuff at once and i might be doing that soon enough myself because i got i got some catching up to do on some things and i know the latest uh volume of paper girls just came out so i got to pick that up at some point but uh yeah uh, do that uh, at dcbs and also uh if you use your comicsology storefront you can get back a little bit further change on your purchase from dcbs this on comic service dcbservice.com we thank them for their sponsorship so let's get the uh the potentially controversial shit out of the way first because uh there was some weird stuff happening in comics these past couple of weeks mainly stuff that i think up until now had really only been showing its uh i guess really showing itself in the gaming community more than anything else but now it seems to be rearing its head in the comic book community as well it, it showed it First, when that Marvel executive tried to say that the reason why Marvel's sales were flopping was because they tried to uh, make themselves uh, diverse in their lineup, when in, oh, reali- yeah. when in reality we all know that the reason why their their sales are flopping is because they have 845 books and uh, they're all crossing over with Secret Empire. So that's you know that's certainly to me one of the main reasons is is event fatigue and constantly rebooting shit to the point of no return where nobody really cares nobody can keep track anymore that all factors in it's not the fact that you're diversifying it's the fact that you're doing it along with all this extra stuff it's 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 really hard to factor in there plus the fact that digital is selling way more than single issues uh, at stores these days and they never really factor in digital stuff but there was an image that came out of uh, a bunch of people who work at Marvel's offices, I believe most of them were editors, females, who were out to lunch, and they're all drinking milkshakes, and you know, just just basically just a, a nice, a nice, happy, friendly, yay, we're having a good time message, and this then became the bane of the existence for all of the uh, butt hurt men out there who are suddenly afraid that women work in this industry and have a place in this industry. And uh, they wound up attacking them for posting a happy image of them all drinking milkshakes. To the point where a whole bunch of other people in the industry wound up uh, supporting them and starting a whole Make Mine Milkshakes hashtag on on Twitter, uh, posting them drinking milkshakes and everything, and basically just saying that uh, there is no place for bigotry here 
give it a rest. Women work in the industry, whether you like it or not, and it's actually becoming more and more of a thing. But there's also plenty of places for the books that you might be interested in reading. Um, let me get thoughts and opinions on this. I would have liked to have had a female voice on this. It didn't work out that way, but hopefully we'll still actually be able to give this the time of day that it deserves. Uh, Donovan, since, since you haven't been on in a while, uh, let me get your thoughts first on this whole situation and how stupid it is. Well, as a man, let me bring forth an opinion that no one's talking about. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, please uh, mansplain it to us. Yeah, right. <laughs> Listen, ladies, no, I'm kidding. Um, this was this is weird. This is really weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, one thing I, I didn't know about. I mean, I, I had seen the tweet myself, uh, but I'm looking at it right now on a news report. Uh, there's a hashtag fabulous flow. So it was done in solidarity to like Flo Steinberg, who had yes. passed away. Uh, a few, a few days after, a few days before they posted this picture, mm-hmm. you know, she was like, Stan Lee is like first major secretary at Marvel. She's the visual inspiration for Betty Brand, all that stuff. And yeah. so it was done for fun. It was also done, you know, in, in tribute to her. Absolutely. Um, yeah, which is awesome. Um, it's, it's, it's bizarre because this is one of the most like black and white, obvious sort of, you know, it's not even an opinion to have this, you know, these, these douchebags out to hating these. I don't, I don't, get why this inspires such anger but you know i'm not that kind of person to to just blame things on women and it kind of just shows that like this is a very real thing in like geek cultures uh it sucks um it's unfortunate but it is it's real i think that you know in in the arguments it it, it can be uh exaggerated overblown or even presumed that a lot of like things going on in terms of, like you know social arguments or whatever mm-hmm. are kind of overblown but this is a very real instance of people just being sexist for no reason. Right. Um, and it sucks. Luckily, I had seen inst- near instant uh, um, response, and that was positive. You know, DC tweeted a picture with, like, dozens of people. Archie Comics tweeted a picture. People were doing illustrations. So it's good to know that, like, these lonely losers didn't win and that, you know, yes, you can, in fact, work at Marvel Comics and eat milkshakes. Um <laughs> But it was it was a very bizarre thing. I'm glad that it, it had a happy ending. But like, that's this is one of the weirdest cases of harassment. Which I guess harassment sh- should always be weird. But um, yeah, it's just really effed up. Yeah. Uh, it, it, to me, this was the first real instance of uh, the GamerGate phenomenon showing its its face in the comic book community. Um, and for those of you unfamiliar with GamerGate, that was a whole uh. There was a whole situation where essentially women were being attacked in the gaming community. Um, I mean, it's a lot more complicated than that, but that's that's what it really broke itself down to. And now we're unfortunately seeing that rear its head here in the comics community as well a little bit. Um, Brent, you got any thoughts and opinions on this? Uh, I mean, mind you, I mean, you know, you ha- you have a daughter now, so <laughs> obviously, uh, you know, women women's rights might be something that you're maybe a little bit more. Uh, might be slightly more important to you now as it, as it once was. Not saying that as a bad thing. I'm saying that that might be something that you know might rear its head a little bit more in your life now. It might. Um, I'm going to go back for a second about Marvel having low sales because people didn't want the new heroes. They wanted the legacy. I did a whole 15 minutes on that on my YouTube show. Yeah. BK's Bullets. Check it out. Yep. And um, I don't know if I should really comment on this. Is I was the one in the past saying. Um, I wasn't interested in Birds of Prey because right. the heroes didn't interest me, mm-hmm. and Miss Marvel because the heroes didn't interest me. Although I will amend my statement, I read Miss Marvel Volume One, the first volume on Marvel or not Marvel Unlimited, Comicsology Unlimited, with Marvel. Very good book. 
Very good book. It's about, awesome. About damn time, Casino. Seriously, uh, I knew I knew Ian would be proud of me. Yes, yes, I hey, am. It's one of those. It's one of those things about the nice things about these type of services. Not to digress, but I will. Um, that it's all I'm related. Go ahead. Not interested in paying money for, but given the opportunity, I'll read it for free. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's not free. I am paying for the service, but sure. um, one of those benefits. Yeah. So. But yeah, this was total bullshit, and people should just shut the fuck up and keep their opinions to themselves on Twitter. <laughs> Amen. I, I think enough said. Yeah. Brandon? Seriously, this is like the biggest case of bullshit ever. Like, you're, you're getting pissed off at women ha- having a good time enjoying themselves who happen to work in comics, yeah. and you're getting butthurt over that? You need to go fuck yourself, because yeah. that is some bullshit there. Seriously. I mean, there, there's... They, for that for that matter, like women working in the industry is not going to somehow take away the comic books that you are already enjoying. And, and it's and also not new. No, it's not new. Exactly. I mean, the fact that, like, just like you said, that like that the fact that Flo Steinberg passed away and they were and they were you know uh, celebrating that with this outing. I mean, yeah, she was a pioneer in the industry. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that the fact that she left Marvel. When the the penny pincher who ran the company refused to give her like a paltry like fifteen cent raise or something like that, and then she went off and founded her own independent comics company, and then later on in her life came back to Marvel as a proofreader and was still working at Marvel Comics as a proofreader nearly until the day she died, at nearly ninety years old. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, she, she was an absolute pioneer in the industry and and frankly I think paved the way for females to be recognized not only just at Marvel Comics but in the industry as itself and we have people you know uh, like Kelly Sudeconic now we have people like uh, like like Gail Simone now out there who are who are paving that way even further for people uh, to have people to look up to in it in this industry and to prove that it's not just a male uh like a, a guys club that sort of thing and and yet guys clubs still exist <laughs> it, it depresses the fuck out of me but that's that's what this whole situation tells me is that there's still a lot of work to do there really really is and i, I don't think it's ever really gonna get past that until we stop having a bug up our ass about women actually having a chance at things. It's one of those things where um, this, I mean, there's been a lot of back and forth on a lot of things, but this was so like innately non-political, like the, tw- the initial tweet mm-hmm. that again, it, 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 like I said before, it really shows how like the whole misogyny is, is real. It's, it's not, you know, I don't mind women in comics, but I don't like when this happens or whatever. Like this yeah. is the most like, and it's a thing and it's, and it's, you know, unless, um, it's almost as though if they didn't work for Marvel and they were like taking a break from like I don't know working at I don't know um, a news corporation or whatever they would still be attacked that right. kind of thing yeah it had nothing to do with the comics or anything like that if they if they had been working at Hot Topic and had you know on their break taken a picture of them all you know drinking milkshakes would this would this have been a thing yeah, yeah this this is why uh, there's only misspellings in my Hot Topic shirts or some bullshit. <laughs> Although I guarantee you, there would have been at least one person in the uh, in the food court going boo, boo, boo. But, hey, Hot Topic's the only place I can get my geek shirts these days, so I'll, I'm ride or die for them now. I got I got a really good uh, Days of Future Past Rick and Morty crossover shirt from Hot Topic, actually. 
It was not I got, too shabby. I, I got that, but uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. So, oh. all right, so all right. So, so we touched on that. We touched on that slightly. There's one other hot topic point intended that I would like to touch on here. And uh, that's what happened at the Inhumans panel at uh, <laughs> this this past week. Um, so you know how the Inhumans show uh, what's what's the most polite way to put this doesn't look very good. Um, Abhorrent. <laughs> yeah. So there was a panel. Oh, you mean you mean the group of characters Marvel's been trying to shove down our throats since two thousand and eight. Uh yeah, when they figured out they didn't have the X Men rights, that that would be the one. Yeah, uh, the the one the one that was going to be a tentpole uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, and then turned out to be a TV show instead because Ike Perlmutter uh, wound up having a falling out with Marvel Cinematic, and I guess wound up getting this as his like his trophy. <laughs> when that wound up uh, like leaving, like yeah, well, I'm gonna take in humans and 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 run home and play with my ball. Like, oh no, wait, no, stop, come back, no. Uh, so now he's got this deal. The Payson Trophy, exactly. Yeah, he's got a. Freaking- <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Ike Perlmutter. Uh, you, you get this, and you still control the paper towels at the Marvel offices. Those are the two things you get to do. Good for you, buddy. And hey, winner is who? Yeah, he he made this he made this deal with IMAX to air the first two episodes of the show in IMAX, and apparently the unfinished pilot aired at TCA, which is a big uh, conference uh, for uh, for. For television, basically. Television uh, Critics Association. Thank you very the upfront, much. Yeah. yeah, the upfront. So that's essentially what this was. And there was a panel on the Inhumans there. And uh, the critics that were in attendance of the panel um, kind of ripped it a new one to the point where, <laughs> where Jeff Loeb at one point stopped taking questions and started just asking the questions himself to the panel. Uh. <laughs> Gods, <laughs> this does, this does not look good, fellas. This does not look good at all. Uh, thoughts? What kind of questions were they asking? So, okay, uh, let me let me actually bring it up here. Uh, okay, when one reporter asked Anson Mount, uh, who's playing Black Bolt, how he felt about the negative reception the, the the series had received so far, he responded, "You're making me feel like Ben Affleck right now." <laughs> a nod to the infamous video of Ben Affleck's response to being asked about bad Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice reviews. Okay. Mount was, of course, blah, 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 blah. okay. Things got even weirder. It seems as though the critics' questions, which they were there to ask after all, got dodged and deflected by the panelists. Uh, artists rendering a various response. Okay. You'll be happy to know that the Inhumans panel was just as uncomfortable as the Inhumans pilot. That was a, a tweet by Libby Hill. By Libby Hill. Um, let's see. Well, there was one. There was, it sucks. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of questions. One referencing uh, better Marvel product elsewhere, and whether the one was really what what they wanted to make. Whew, that was a wow. question. That was, that was a question that was asked. The actual director of the Inhumans pilot actually Ugh, said on stage fuck. that I'm not very happy with the way this turned out either, essentially. <laughs> really, Scott Buck? Really, Scott Buck? Yeah. Really, Scott Buck? 
Uh-huh. <laughs> have, you, have you not learned your lesson from Iron Fist, Scott Buck? Jeff Loeb would only serve to make things more awkward when he started snapping at reporters asking legitimate questions. One asked whether or not humans had turned out as good as he had hoped and was met with this. I can tell you that it, it was written on the material that you were given that the show you have seen is not the finished product. If you're asking me whether or not it was done, it's not. So to be perfectly honest, I don't understand your question. What's not done about it? The dialogue or the dialogue? <laughs> or the editing of the crappy dialogue? I'm assuming if the dialogue's that... not there. Right. Then what is there to argue about? Oh, my God. Uh, so the performances? But, You're going to change the performances a month out? I mean, I guess what he's saying is that the, the CGI wasn't done, but that shouldn't make a difference in the actual final product. I saw, like, I saw the founder at a at a you know, a, a, pr- a private screening before it came out. And there were a few instances of like, you know, dialogue that wasn't dubbed in correctly yet. And a couple of like, a couple of like shots that weren't entirely fully rendered yet and all that, but it still played like a freaking movie because it was done otherwise. And I really enjoyed it. You know, the, the few moments of it not being complete didn't take away from my enjoyment of the damn thing. I've seen works in progress before, you know, I, look, I saw that, that what two minute, Scene they put on YouTube uh, last week, yeah. and that is the most cringy <laughs> thing I have ever seen. Like it is so, like there's bad, then there's like melodramatic bad, and then there's like this. This is just beyond that. <laughs> here's here's my favorite actually. However, credit to where credit is due. By the way, I'm reading this all off of the Mary Sue, which mind you, I don't usually read, but it was the first thing that came up. Uh, mm. Actress Serena Swan, who played Medusa, sounded like she handled questions about Medusa's much maligned wig with grace and humor. There were definitely days shooting in Hawaii with a four-pound red wig down to my shins, which felt like a very warm cat sitting on my head, one that I was probably allergic to. (laughs) She knows she looks like shit, so poor girl. (sighs) She's a beautiful girl. She was the... The beautiful girl from Tron Legacy that everybody wanted to see more of instead of Olivia Wilde. It was not knocking Olivia Wilde, but we've oh, all seen was Olivia her? Wilde. Yeah, that was her. Yeah, and the blonde wig right at the beginning of the – when in he the like gets scene. absorbed in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's also yeah, a Zatanna on Smallville. Yep. Zatanna on Smallville, and she had some uh, Wait, part in Breakout Kings, and I tried watching that on Annie. She wasn't very – wasn't a very good show. I don't know about her. Oh, yeah, okay. That's right, yeah. Zatanna. But, Zatanna. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. So my that's what she's known for. <laughs> the other thing that's hilarious is that Jeff Loeb was apparently upset that there weren't enough questions about IMAX because that's what this is being presented for. Can we? No. Can I just? Can I just say something? This does not look like IMAX money at all. Mm-hmm. This looks no. like, like, okay. If IMAX gave him X amount of dollars for that to be shot in IMAX, you would assume that most of the money would go for the cameras, of course, the, to use them because they're using. Probably high, higher end red cameras. So you figure you have a little bit more money left over for effects and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Did they just go budget on the effects the entire way through? Like, I want to know if they actually shot in IMAX cameras at all because it doesn't look that. But I guess if you shoot in IMAX, it's not going to make the whatever's on the other side of the camera look better if it's crap. Well, see, right. and, and that's what's so interesting about this, too, is that the, the question was actually brought up at one point whether or not uh, audiences would be paying full price for this 
in IMAX. Whether or not this would be a full <laughs> sixteen, you know, sixteen, seventeen dollar experience to see this if it's actually not a good pilot. And ABC emphasized the version we saw is not complete, and although improved effects couldn't hurt, they won't help the existing writing or confusing characterizations. They didn't say that part. Oh, God. <laughs> Airing on a very large screen, basically as a commercial to get viewers to tune in to a free TV show. They also oh. mentioned that there will be footage that will be airing in the ABC pilot that aren't in the IMAX version, and it will be ver- scenes in the IMAX version that aren't in the pilot. Wait, what? Yeah. 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 So they want you to watch this thing twice. Uh, you, you they want got you to it. pay to see it. Yeah. And then they want you to to tune in so they can get paid that yeah. you saw it. Yep. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um so remember how I was sort of praising Jeff Loeb for a little while there, saying that he might have gotten his mojo back? No, no, no. Um Yeah, I take it all back. You know, it's the times like this where I miss actually Dan Dio being able to go, yes or no, next, next question. He would have been perfect for that right there. <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you fellas what, though. Uh, one, one last thing to talk about uh, TV-wise before we roll into movies. Um, I got to see a good Marvel show. I got to see the first two episodes of The Defenders. Oh, uh, okay. screw you. Yep. Uh as part of my Marvel Unlimited Plus membership, I got an invite to see the uh, premiere uh, at uh, the Tribeca Arts Center here in uh, New York City. Uh, this was last Monday, I believe. Yeah, last Monday. And uh, pretty much the entire cast, uh, except for Sigourney Weaver, was there. Um, and uh, they they were all, you know, sitting in the front and whatnot. Like, I mean, they didn't really, like, speak or anything, but they all, you know, introduced them and waved and whatnot, and there was a whole, you know, uh, picture-taking and stuff like that before the event that, you know, I wasn't there to see because I was there to watch. I wasn't there to snap photos and be press. But we saw the first two episodes, and I can I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, I did finish Iron Fist, by the way, before I went to see it. So I, oh, so I watched this those. Better be better than that. I watched you those last man. three episodes, and you know, uh, Iron Fist was okay. It was. It was terrible. not okay. It was not okay at all. Not even. Brandon, close to Brandon, okay. I'm much closer to Brent on this than I am you. However, I admit that there were points. If you had ended Iron Fist on the scene before the attack in the second to last episode, where they're just having their chi moment and they're just, you know. Uh, you know, zend out and everything. If you had ended it there and not had the last episode and a half bullshit with, uh, you know, Big Bad number four, um, then I would have been perfectly okay. I would have actually said, okay, this this bounced back and it improved itself because that last that second and last episode was actually really freaking good up until that point. And then they decided to go and have more with. Uh, Ward's daddy, who I can't fucking think of right now, uh, what is actually Wormir, David Wenham. Went, thank you, Wendell. Um, Aramir. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> or the, uh, the the one eye guy from um, Three Hundred. Yeah. Right. But yeah, yes, when, when they brought when they decided to bring back Wendell and then have a whole episode and a half of trying to get rid of him, that annoyed the crap out of me. That was extraneous. It was useless. I really hated that shit. But. I still thought overall it was decent. It just didn't live up to the potential of the other three series. I will say that so far, from the first two episodes that I've seen, Iron Fist is a lot more bearable than this. Um, Good. Because there's less of them, for one thing. 
And I'm not meaning that as a negative. I'm not, I'm not saying that as a joke. I'm not saying that as a negative. He just factors in a little bit less of the story because they have to have enough time to focus on everybody. And that's what they do. It is a very slow-moving two episodes. You start to get the crossover between characters once you get to episode two. But you're reestablishing everybody in their own worlds in episode one and part of episode two, but it's not a bad thing. It's a very much a character-building set of episodes that works you towards everything coming together as one. Sigourney Weaver's character, who is the main villain, is introduced. She's very compelling, just in what we've seen. And we did not see a lot of her, but we saw enough to know what her deal is. And... Uh, I don't want to spoil too much about this because I know that you guys haven't seen it and not anybody else has either. Uh, by the time this episode is out, it's possible it, that, that it might have launched, but it doesn't come out until... Ten days. Ten days. End of August. Okay, yeah. good. Then, yeah, then chances are this is actually beating everybody to the punch there. But I'll say that she's definitely involved with the hand in one way or another, but we don't know how or why. Um, it's not too much of a spoiler to say this, that, that, her, that we find out that she's... That, that the hand has this big plan that they're trying to put together. And because of circumstances beyond her control, she decides to move those plans up. And there's a giant uh, earthquake that hits New York, and that's the setting for the, for the beginning of the series, basically, is the ramifications from that. Um, well, that, that's all good news. Yes. I is. mean, going back to Iron Fist, like, they, the, there were very low chances that all of them were going to be great. Right, True. right. Like one of them had to suffer, and you can argue whether you think it was Iron Fist or Jessica Jones or Daredevil season two, mm-hmm. which one was the worst the or whatever. But Luke Iron Cage. Fist, yeah, yeah. I liked Luke Cage just fine all the way through, but you know, you everybody can have their own opinion. Iron Fist did not deserve to be maligned as much as it was mm-hmm. because it was just okay, and I think same thing. The same thing's going to happen to whatever Marvel movie that comes out that happens to when they finally deliver one that is just okay. It is an effing miracle that Marvel hasn't delivered a movie that is just okay yet. Thor 2. I was thinking... <laughs> Thor well, 2, yeah. Okay. Age of well, Ultron. So that one. But since since those other ones, you've had Guardians and Ant-Man, these ones that people thought yeah. were going to be terrible right. right, have all turned out just fine. Yeah. Right. Um, but, so, well, I mean, sorry. People, no, people like them well enough, I guess I would say. Right. And so whenever Marvel delivers a movie that people think is not very good, that's when, you know, I think Thor 2 got like, it didn't get a, a ripe tomato meter rating or whatever, but it certainly didn't get a terrible 1% rotten one. Yeah, no, no one's been pissed off yet. Right. No, I yeah, mean, but that's, that's what I mean. I mean but that's people the problem. were pissed off at Iron Fist with the... Oh, he should be Asian. We're gonna overcorrect everything from the comic book history, and you know, all, I think all that played into it a lot. But yeah. Iron Fist is just boring, okay. <laughs> it is boring, but let's face it: him and Luke Cage have never been great solo characters up until you know maybe recently mm-hmm. when people are able to write them correctly or objectively or whatever you want they've always been better as a pair yeah so to have them separated into solo series was an unusual way to go about it so it's not surprising to me that one row is better than the other maybe on the quality of actor you know or the quality of the writing or the characters surrounding him right you can argue that luke cage has better actors better characters better writing 
better music, better soundtrack. Yes, I will. <laughs> um, oh God! Oh, all right, jeez. Luke Cage had all that stuff going for it. Unfortunately, Iron Fist suffered. So it's good news that they're setting the table so that people who didn't watch Iron Fist, you know, and skipped it because it got bad reviews, will be able to follow Defenders. Yeah. That's good news. Uh, Brandon, uh, say say what you want there, and uh, and then I've got some other things to say about Iron Fist. But, but but I mean that's the problem with the with the expe- expectation game is that you know we went in having this bar set uh, unfortunately and, and unfairly super high because of things like uh, Daredevil season one Jessica Jones and uh, Luke Cage season one and even even with Daredevil season two which isn't my favorite it's still I think miles beyond Iron Fist season one the problem is from a for me is that even it's part story as part story aspect, part technical aspect. Because you would think that with a kung fu show, the most standout thing in your show would be your character's ability to do kung fu or to or to have action scenes, and that's where I lose it. Because it's as someone who's been a big fan of the kung fu genre or or the, or the martial arts genre for since I was a kid, mm-hmm. it kills me to see your character who should be your standout martial artist look like crap on film right and that's my biggest thing with that and also too it's the pacing with that story with the with the whole show was all over the place and that's what really yeah bogs me down from that show and that's why you, you may like it but me personally from with from a writing standpoint it just it's just blah and it's just inconsistent i think it helped did you just hear me say like <laughs> when did i say like you said it was okay which i, said I it was okay yeah it's not the same as like. I think it helps. I'm not going to recommend Iron Fist to anybody, <laughs> and I haven't recommended Iron Fist to anybody. Oh Everybody that's asked me, I've told them, eh, it's just okay. Don't watch it. It's okay. <laughs> like I, I can't even say it's okay because it, it's to me personally, it's not. It's subpar, honestly. Well, that's okay that we differ in opinion. We don't have to come to a consensus. Oh, I, I stopped. That. I stopped watching Marco Polo because it was uninteresting to me others may have liked it Mm -hmm. it got a season two iron fist is getting a season two you know but i I thought iron fist was maybe oh better than marco polo in that i kept watching it throughout the season because hey i know it's homework for my little hobby here (laughs) and it's a a comic book property and i want to support sure that type of media let me so let me say let me let me say that uh i think that and here, here's three points that I can make right off the bat. Uh, one about Iron Fist is that I think, Brandon, it did actually help me a lot that I took my time with the show, that I didn't rush to finish it. Because if I had watched it all in one block, I probably would have been pointing out all the damn flaws that you did right there. Is that, yeah, the pacing was off, but because I took forever to finish it, I didn't notice that as much. You know, I took weeks between episodes at times. And that's... And that's and that's and that's you know and that and that's something there. Uh, number two uh, is the fact that uh, they fixed his hair. His hair is nowhere near as oh, stupid. Yeah. Oh yes. In, yes. In in the defenders than it was in the Iron Fist show. Thank God, because oh my God, was his hair stupid? I know why it was stupid because you know, look at me. I just got I got back to I just got back to the society, and I don't know what a barber is. Uh, but he fixed that, and that's good. Number three is in the Defenders so far, the points that we've seen of of him in the show have been furthering the plot for the entire show itself, and that is important because 
he's not the only player here. What he does is going to make sense in Daredevil's story and Luke Cage's story in Jessica's story. So we need to get there for this. And I think that playing off everybody else is definitely going to help. It's the same way I feel about Black Widow, frankly. Black Widow so far, she works as well as she does because she bounces off of other people. I'm still not 100% certain that a Black Widow movie would be able to work on on her own. It's a hard truth, but I've accepted it at this point. She works better. Same thing with Hawkeye. You know, if it was a Hawkeye and Black Widow team up movie, maybe I'd want to see it. But I've come around at a point now where both Hawkeye and Black Widow are never getting solo movies because it doesn't make any sense because they're 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 bit players. You know, I've seen half that movie that you're talking about, Hawkeye Black Widow. It was called Hansel and Gretel. It wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk's not getting a movie either. Yeah, according well, to Ruffalo. Well, and, and but there's there's reasons for that. It, it's not because he can't carry yeah. a, a movie. It's because the rights are still half with Universal whenever they do a solo project. So that's yeah, exactly. that, that that's why that's happening there. Um, but uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, so far from what I've seen, it makes a lot more sense for him to be in a team aspect than it does on, on solo. I'm still curious to see what season two is going to look like for his show and how different it's going to be because I know we're going to get Daughters of the Dragon in that. And that's going to be a badass because they've already, mm. they've already said that Misty will be showing up in Iron Fist season two. And that makes, oh, me, that. That makes me very happy. Daughters of the Dragon makes me a happy boy. Whether or not we'll get Luke, we shall see. Because I'd like to get some Heroes for Hire action in general. Like, I'd rather see a Heroes for Hire show than an Iron Fist season two, frankly. But it's not what we're getting. We'll see what rolls up. Uh, Donovan, you got something else to say? Yeah, I just want to chime in just real quick. Um, I didn't like, you know, absolutely pull out my Afro hate Iron Fist. <laughs> it got better as it went along. Yeah. Um, but I I do think it's it's like I you know all this is subjective, but like if it were objective, I think it is like the like by far the weakest. You know, people say that, like Luke Cage is too slow or Daredevil season two wasn't as good as season, but this is was is worse. Um, I think that Finn Jones. Um, I hear that he's a lot more charismatic in in like uh, press events and interviews and stuff, and I hear that like. From reports that I've read, he bounces off of Luke very well. There's a lot of like Cage and Iron Fist action yeah. in the Defenders like later on. So mm-hmm. I'm optimistic. It's not him that I dislike, although I don't think he was very good in season one. But I mean, we, I don't know if we actually pay lip service to it, but Scott Buck. Um, I, yes. My brother told me that he sank Dexter. He did Iron Fist and he's doing the, the Inhumans. Like, well, uh, he sank Dexter. He made him have that terrible ending. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's that's what I hear. I, I don't watch it myself. Hold on, oh. I, I got to look this shit up right now. If he did, if he if he if he did <laughs> yeah, finish Dexter off, yeah, yeah last two seasons, yeah. Oh hell to the no, man! <laughs> Kill the you didn't know that? Kill him with Told fire! You. Kill him with fire! Holy shit, man! Mind you, super I, incesty, yeah. Mind you, I'm not actually I'm not actually saying that he should die in a fire, but I'm saying die in a fire. Like, oh my. Frickin', metaphorically, of holy freaking hell, dude! And the, the incest existed. The incest, the incestiness of Dexter existed before he came on, but he brought it up to eleven, and that finale was the worst piece of shit. <laughs> I still like Yvonne Straczynski, so he gave her a job. So I'll give him points for that. Yeah, yeah no, that's that's all well and good, but damn, that finale was shit. One of the worst <laughs> finales I've ever seen in my fucking life. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I am 
vehemently against that as a man who was highly invested in Dexter and like watched it you know with a very close friend of mine like season after season we would sit down and we would watch like like veg out on the, on the couch and like watch the whole damn thing that finale was so fucking disappointing the way that some people feel about the lost finale is how I feel about the Dexter finale because the, the lost finale didn't really do too much to me the Dexter finale went against everything that the damn show set up for seasons to have the character walk away like that fuck if it's a spoiler it's been years like to have the weird to have the character walk away unscathed and like oh i gave up my life like oh that's that's enough bullshit bullshit you're either in jail or you die that's what happens assholes yeah the weird thing was is that the actors playing dexter and deb Mm -hmm. were brother and sister in the show yeah they fell in love outside of the inside and outside the show. Yeah, I guess like as persons, mm-hmm. they got married and they got divorced while still working on the show. Yeah, and, the, and then, at then that the time incest. when they got divorced, yeah, that this weird romance thing came up because we discovered that they weren't real brother and sister, which. I think that we knew all along. I can't remember. Uh, they, this sounds they, like an they anime. Knew. No, they, they knew. They knew. But they, they, so you they, had, they knew for years. You had okay, right? But now you had two actors who were probably getting along pleasantly enough with each other. Yeah. Now I had to do crazy love scenes. <laughs> <sighs> the right. irony is awesome, but the reality of watching the show wasn't that good. <sighs> Horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. Goddamn <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Great. So now I need to fucking think about this. And, and and the fact that the fact that Scott Buck is behind in humans makes me think I am gonna hate it. Black oh, Man. I told you. I'm not gonna bother to watch it, honestly. Because he wasn't I'm not even he wasn't the first he wasn't the first person involved with Iron Fist, if memory serves. I'm almost certain he came on that uh wait into production. I think you're right. I think I think that like like because Iron Fist was, was originally supposed to come out third, and yes. then they, they bumped up Luke Cage. I think after Jessica Jones because he was in that. Right. Um, but I think you're right. The Iron Fist originally had somebody else. That was like a couple of years ago. But I yes. I kind of remember that. Yeah. I'm I'm actually gonna look it up now to see whether or not it says so on the uh, on the uh, premise, cast and characters, development. So let's see. Oh, I, I, oh, yeah, right. I, I love that when I go into development, it brings up that uh, Iron Fist movie that never happened starring Ray Park. It was supposed, uh, to, supposed to happen in 2000. Road I'm not glad taken. that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, I'm, that. I'm looking around, looking around, looking around. It doesn't actually say anything about who, who was on it before. So whatever. Either way, though, um, Defenders does not have the uh, the the Scott Buck problem because uh, it's actually a show run by the showrunner of season one of Daredevil, so that's yep. that right. that has me a lot more hopeful and positive. And we do get at least one scene in the first two episodes between Iron Fist and Luke Cage that is both hilarious and awesome. Oh, um, just real quick, shout out to my aunt Debbie. She's in uh, she's in Defenders. Oh yeah, right. I forgot about that shit. Yes, I'm not seeing it myself, but I hear. I mean, I, she told me that like, uh, actually, she's coming to town tomorrow. She told me that um, her scenes are all only with, only with um, Mike Coulter and Rosario Dawson. But uh, okay, uh, yes, look out for her. She has my my middle name. Do you know uh, what? Do you know what episodes? She said that she's in, she said that she filmed three, but they cut one of like the last one. But okay. I know she's in the first one because they played it at Comic Con, and people told me. 
who saw it that she was in the first one. Then, I think like Luke Cage yeah. saves her. Yeah, I, I, I do kind of, I, I do, I do kind of remember that actually. Like now, that, now that you're bringing it up, because I, I saw her face on your on your post. So yeah, then then I've then I've definitely seen her now. Oh, I'm yes. jealous, jealous <laughs> of her. She got she got to meet she got to meet uh, Coulter. <laughs> she was she was legit auditioning for um. Ramonda, Black Panther's stepmom. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, she she was, and like, um, and I I believe based on that she got this role. I mean, it's not confirmed, but like, I think the way that went, uh, it was like announced that she was into this right after she was auditioning for that. Oh, speaking of people involved with uh, with Marvel productions, uh, I want to actually throw out a congratulations real quick to uh, Leroy, aka Ziggo, on his new baby. Yes. Yes. What? Yes. Yeah. Anybody want to guess what he named him? <laughs> <laughs> John Connor. Uh huh. Yep. He's a huge Terminator nut. Yeah, I know. I, I, I equally rolled my eyes and pumped my fist in the air when I saw that. So, Ziggo, I don't know how you want to take that, but nice. Well done. Yes. Well done. Big ups to that. Big ups. Yeah. Uh, let's move into movie uh, news and then we can talk movies. Uh, for one thing, uh, the first image of Cable is now out for Deadpool 2. And I think mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Brolin, who apparently does nothing but uh, comic book movies now, I think that's his thing now. It's just He's just going to be in comic book movies starring as different people, uh, possibly all in the Marvel Universe since uh, that whole Jonah Hex thing didn't work out well for him. But what do, what do we think of his Cable? I, I'm not hot on this, honestly. Oh, boy. Like, I, I, I knew you'd be released- in the center. <laughs> Well, so let me go first. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. They released uh, Zazu Beats as Domino, and they kind of did exactly what I thought they were going to do. They weren't like, you cast a black girl as Domino, are you going to paint her white? I don't think so. Yeah, no. Yeah, don't do that. Um, so, I mean, even Ryan Reynolds doesn't have that much balls, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do it himself with a paintbrush. Yes. Yeah, um, so, you know, she looks fine. Um but yeah, something about this cable, these two cable images, I was just like, what? I guess I was expecting more of a, seeing the pictures of him in production, having that half a face cast or something that they did for him. I was expecting more of like the, the cable from the Deadpool video game or other renditions where he's got more of a metal look to his face, like where the techno virus has taken over more, more than just his arm or whatever. So I guess I was more disappointed that that was gone, and that the and then I realized, that, oh, the face cast that they were showing off wasn't for him having a metal face; it was for the scars that are on his head. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, there goes that. So I guess I had my expectations up too high about what it would look like, but you know, it's not bad, just not what I pictured. But that's okay. Yeah. I I think it I think it's gonna work well for the movie. I I, I know that uh, Josh Groban for one thing is a comedic actor to begin with. Josh Groban. Oh yes. Yeah, so why Josh did I say Groban Josh? Groban? I knew I was gonna do that at least once. I knew I was gonna do that at least once. I all the fucking time. Josh Brolin is a comedic actor. Josh Groban was amazing in the Great Comet. But anyway, that's that's beside the point. Uh, jo- Josh Josh Brolin is a is a good comedic actor. Um, and I think he's going to work well off of Ryan Reynolds, and that's that's really what I want to see the most out of this. This is going to be a buddy comedy in some ways, and you need somebody who's going to be able to roll with the punches, and that's definitely what he is. He looks buff as hell here. He's definitely been working out. Uh, you know, he, they can't give him CGI muscles like they like they do with Thanos because you know this is this is absolutely all him here, 
And I, I like the effect of the eye, and I like the scars. And they do a good job with the with the neck and all that, with the cybernetics, and the arm looks cool. And the only thing he needs is more pockets and eight more guns, and there then he's then he's Cable. And a baby Anybody on his chest. A teddy bear on his hip. <laughs> yes. Hope, I, yeah. hope confirmed, probably, hopefully. That's actually a possibility, yeah. Hope, either hope is confirmed, or that's the teddy bear that he went to the future with. I love how nerdy we are. Hope confirmed. <laughs> I hope they make That's a massive it. joke about Hope. Oh, I, I really hope so. Uh, I think they totally forgot about her yeah. in the in the Marvel comics right now. That's, that's because Marvel comics are without hope. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Brandon? Uh, yeah, I'm digging the look of him. I mean, the only thing he's really missing is just the uh, giant shoulder pad, you know? Yeah, the one, sh- the one shoulder pad. But, Do he uh, have leg pouches? We uh, don't know yet. It's, it's from the waist up. So. <laughs> he, he does have a holster on his on his leg, though. So that that's something. And, he, and it looks like he's got grenades on his uh, on his belt. Uh, you know, uh, when I think table, I think you know plasma guns and grenades. You know, but I mean, I, I think he looks fine. And I actually like the highlight. What I've seen so far, are both Zazzy beats and also. Um, Josh Brolin, so yeah, good for this movie. I like the I like the fact that they made the uh, the domino sort of like a vitiligo type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was inspired. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome there, Donovan. I hope they give him a gun that is a Rob Liefeld gun that's just a tube glued on top of a block painted silver. <laughs> and then Deadpool says, "You know that's not a gun, right?" Yeah. <laughs> and then he uh, maybe his maybe his feet are too polygonal and dead. CGI upgrade. No, no, and no, he got real feet. No, you, never, you, you never see his feet ever in this in any scene. He's just always from the angles up. Oh my god, we need that. We need that. <laughs> we fucking need that. Holy shit! Uh, yes. Love it. <laughs> Hashtag Rob Liefeld can't draw feet. <laughs> Seriously, though, he can't he really, look at it. He really can't. He's gotten, like, 8% better since 1989, though. Like, at least 8%, which means he can draw 8% accuracy on feet, because it was a zero before that. Tankles. <laughs> Tankles. Yeah. Tankles, more like it, please. What are your thoughts, Donovan? Oh, um, yeah. I'm, I'm not negative, but I'm kind of with Brent in that I, and this is one of those things that like happens every now and then with a comic film. I was kind of expecting Cable to be bigger, and that's not Josh Brolin's fault. It was, it's kind of the same thing with like you know, being like, like Tom Hardy's Bane, and to a lesser extent like Tobey Grace's like Venom. Like I just imagine these guys to be kind of like meatier and fat, almost kind of like Batfleck, where like they, they kind of look fat. Um, but it's it's cool. It's it's pretty much Cable, I guess. Also with the costume, I'm thinking of like you know. Pure 1992, yellow and blue. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really seeing Cable in like you know, kind of like drab olive brown stuff. But I'm not saying you know it looks horrible. It, it looks. It looks good. I was. I was it's not you know the one from Marvel's Capcom, but it, it's still <laughs> Cable. Um, I love seeing Rob Liefeld. Super excited about it. Like yes. he was going off on Twitter or uh, not Twitter. Um, his Instagram. That was kind of adorable. Nicieza also is absolutely thrilled. Um, what you guys should watch. The, I think they did it at Comic Con this year. Screen Junkies did an honest trailer reacts commentary for Deadpool, and it was Tim Miller, Rob Liefeld, and whatever Russian dude played Colossus. Oh, nice! So they yeah. they they play the honest trailer for Deadpool and stop and start it. It's like twenty minutes long. It's really entertaining. 
And uh, Tim Miller, they kind of bring up the fact that Tim Miller is not directing Deadpool 2. <laughs> and he's like, uh, can't say anything about that. <laughs> but it is the director of John Wick, which just makes me absolutely thrilled. Because, you know, John, oh, Wick, yeah. John Wick is badass, and so is John Wick 2. Uh, one comment I'll make about the outfit for Cable here is that it actually reminds me a little bit of what he wore during the Igor Corday uh, run. Uh, you know, years ago, uh, when, when Corday was on art. Um he wore something similar to this, like very earth tony and uh, a little bit more military as opposed to I'm multicolored and a member of the X-Men. So, well, that was like his, um, his X-Men the animated series comic uh, costume also too, a little bit. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, fair enough there. Yeah. Although, God, the X-Men animated series was inconsistent about his look. Especially, <laughs> especially when he would just randomly show up. Like, they, they would just have a completely different cable show up in the background of, like, some of some shots. And it would just be like, wait, so is this, wait, what are you doing? Because he's been here before, but wait, he's in the present? I'm so confused. They never said that he was Cyclops and Gene's son in that, did they? No. No, they did not. Although I think they, no, heavily, but... they heavily implied it, I think. Yeah, they implied it. Yeah. It was the same thing with the, the Corsair being Scott's uh, uh, father. I think they... No. They did? They did? They said, okay. They said that, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Scott, like, he's like, you know, you are my father. <laughs> you know, he talked on that show. Right. So, yeah, they, they that. yeah, okay. Yeah. No, uh, I, I just remember I, Cable's voice being gravelly as hell. Yes. Ah, I'm, the, I'm the wild man of Barneo. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. I love that show. Oh, boy. All right, let's move on to the actual movies. Uh, we we have not talked movies on this show, or at least when it comes to uh, actual like comic book movies in quite some time. I mean, the last time we actually really talked it, I think, was on the episode that never even really got released because I never bothered to re- edit it because I got really fucking lazy. Uh, and that was the episode of uh, where we talked Doctor Strange, uh, which might eventually get released, but we're not going to... Uh, touch uh, ground on that too much uh, in this episode. I think we can start with Guardians 2 and then roll from there. Unless there are any other we, movies before. We did a Logan review, I think was the last time we talked movies. Yes, yes, yes. You, you, are, you are correct. Oh, yeah. We did do Logan. Um, so, Guardians 2, um, I'd say it equaled my expectations, which were I was expecting it to be excellent, and it was. I'm not sure if it eclipsed my expectations. I think that it was absolutely the movie that I expected it to be. It was on par with Guardian, the first Guardians, uh, not better than the first Guardians, but definitely on par with it. Uh, Brent, thoughts? I I liked it. I definitely thought it was good. It was very well done. I'm, I'm with you there. It didn't exceed my expectations. It was well met, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing is, having only seen it once and the Blu-ray comes out, they can get it on digital now or whatever, but yeah. Blu-ray comes out at the end of the month, so... I'll watch it again then. But I think the only thing I'm thinking about now is I was disappointed that they broke up the team as long as they did. Mm. Whereas like Guardians 1, it was about putting them together, but they were pretty much together 20 minutes into the movie when they were in the prison. And this one, they split them up almost immediately, and then you didn't get them back together until the very end. Right. No, that's fair. That's. I mean, I, I think they sort of did that so that you would get a little bit more character building for each character. Because um, I, f- I feel like they did focus on uh, Drax a lot more in this one than they did in uh, the previous one, and, and frankly, to me, Drax stole the show. He was yes, I'm with you there. Yeah, I, this, this, the, both with the uh, the story that he gave him, 
that, that that they gave him and the like general like I don't know the extra personality that Batista brought into the character this time around. It just really worked for me. And Mantis was an excellent addition. Uh, very different than comic book Mantis, but she she worked with the story that was being told. And my God, Kurt Russell's uh, ego. I mean, for one thing, and you guys can agree with me on this, I'm sure, the best de-aging ever. Yes, and only Marvel oh does it. Yeah, like, <laughs> so fucking good. Like, because the way that they did it is that it was a combination of CGI and makeup. It was not just CGI this time around. Kurt Russell brought his makeup guy, who's been doing Kurt Russell's makeup since he was young, onto set, and essentially touched him up to look as young as humanly possible, and then okay. they de-aged him with the CGI. I didn't know this guy from Disney. <laughs> yeah. And it, it worked it worked beautifully. And you know, that's that's why I think he looked as damn good as he did in that opening sequence and then later on in the movie. Well, when it comes up, it's just it, it, it just looks uncannily good. Well, actually, and there's like there's millions of miles of reference footage of him thirty years ago. Oh yeah, right. On film, yeah, definitely, Brandon. Well, also too, I think they said that they actually did use a stand-in as well, someone who actually did look similar to him as well. Yes, they did for the actual for the uh, actual uh, up close scenes. So it made it a lot easier as opposed to having to completely digitally recreate his face from different angles right. so like it was amazing to see him that young again and actually look natural with almost little to no to little to no uncanny valley in it yep basically yeah um yeah but what'd you what'd you think about the movie uh, uh so good um I, I think i'm with you also too it didn't exceed my expectations it met them head on uh, uh i mean but i'm not gonna say that's a bad thing either though i mean it delivered what I wanted, and it gave me a solid what, two and a half hours experience of you know deconstructing the characters, getting them back, getting them back together again, getting to know them, and, and see. I, I liked how they had them separated for a little bit longer this time because you actually see how different parts fit with different characters. Mm-hmm. You know, having Yondu and Rocket pretty much say that they are the same character, you know, and having that time with Mantis and with Drax to build up that relationship. Yeah. You know, where you get the part where he's like, you know, you are, you are ugly on the outside, but you're beautiful on the inside. You know, that's something that Drax wouldn't normally say because in the, in the first one, he was more literal. And I think he gets an understanding of, you know, what you say isn't always what you are. Right. And that moment with, um, Nebula and, um, Gamora, it, that, that, like, I've got a, older brother and I've got three sisters. I'm the young, youngest of five. I, I, that's a fight right that I've had with my brother and have I had with my sisters. You know, that's just, you know, you well, you're that, about to rip off your arm. Yeah. Rip off my arm, you know, replace my eye, you know, the whole thing. Uh, you know, it's like, you no, know, like that is that's such a, like, I love you, but I also hate you fight at the same time. And it, and it was so spot on. <laughs> and, and even with the whole issue with, um, uh, Star Lord and his father, you know, it 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 played upon everything I wanted, especially after that first movie, first movie when you it, it pulls your heart out in the first five minutes and yep. then put it back in again. Yeah, it, uh, I was just happy to see that, that they were able to maintain that in the second film. Easily, it is easily the most family out of all of the Marvel movies. 
Like take the, that Fantastic Four. Yes. And, <laughs> and and that is where I'm going with this is that the Guardians of the Galaxy have become the family that in the same way and in a very different way. Like we can't use the Fantastic Four, so we're going to take a lot of the elements that we would have had with the Fantastic Four and apply it to Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's that's honestly what they wound up doing here is that they they crafted a team that are a lot more than just a team and they made it work. And they deal with the cosmic threats just like the Fantastic Four would deal with. It's it's filling that hole very nicely, but in a, in a very different way. So and they had the Watchers in there too. Yeah, that's true. And, and excellent, excellent, excellent Stanley scene in that. I love that. That was so, that was <laughs> so <awesome>. great. <laughs> was very very happy with the with the cameo. Um, and the setup for the next movie at the end. Oh, I I cannot wait to see what they do with Adam Warlock. Oh, I'm in it for a uh, uh, original Guardians Stallone. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I okay. I didn't see that coming. Did you? I uh, I I kinda did, but also I had no idea. Okay, so so here here's the thing, and and Donovan, I'll, I'll let you have your thoughts on the movie uh, after after I after I say this here. Um, I I appreciated it, but I'm also well aware. Even more so than Thanos showing up at the end of uh, Avengers and having people go, who the hell is that? That's what's going to happen with that extra scene that they threw in there. Nobody had any fucking idea that that was the original Guardians of the Galaxy outside of comic nerds. Like, nobody did. And honestly, nobody gave a shit outside of it being uh, Sylvester Stallone. Like th- I don't think I recognized it until I read an article after the fact. I did not know until I got home. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Uh, well, I, when I saw Martinez, I'm like, oh shit, the original yeah. Guardians. Right. So I'm like, okay. I, I only knew because of the because of the crystal guy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Didn't know. And you know I, that was Michael. Uh, I was just going to uh, say, what's his name? Lex Luthor Rosenbaum. from Yeah, Rosenbaum. yeah. Rosenbaum. Yep. Yep. And those and those Michelle Yeoh as the uh, as what's like your face. Poor Lex Luthor they can't even get his fucking face recognized. His friend did him a favor and put him in the movie. <laughs> like it's fine if you're uh, that what the the guy from Castle and all that shit that yeah. everybody wants to be Green Lantern. Oh, uh, uh, and as the blue guy in the in the Nathan first Fillion. movie. Yeah, what's he supposed yes. to be in this movie? Nathan Fillion was originally going to be a cameo in this as uh, uh, Wonder Man. Uh, <laughs> like they were gonna, they were going to have his posters show up in the background. As, they as, did. No, they 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 did not actually. That that was they cut. did not. Yeah, that that was cut. Okay. Yeah. They or know. or it was never supposed to happen in the first place, and it was just a game that they were playing. But uh, oh. but yeah, they were originally going to have him show up as uh, as Simon, uh, Wonder Man, uh, but did not wind up happening. Yeah. Well, I still feel bad for Michael Rosenbaum because I was looking for him, and then I saw the Ice Guy, and I'm like, is he the Ice Guy? And then I was like, he's the Ice Guy. Yeah. And I was like, I can't even see his face. Also, Ving Rhames showing up as Charlie Twenty Seven. That was a nice. That was a nice. I was trying to remember his name. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, but but yeah, Donovan. What, what were your general thoughts? Um, it's okay. Uh, I, I'll I'll do shameless plug at the end of the show. But like, um, I'm not a gigantic Guardians fan in terms of the movies or really the comics. Uh, they're not my favorite Marvel characters. Um, I appreciate that a lot of people really love them, and I saw it with my dad, and he was really into it. It it was fine. Um. I liked it, I think, just about as much as the first one. Maybe I, I really did not like Drax in this one. I kind of, I was, I was kind of on the, um, I was kind of the SJW in that I kind of thought that his whole thing with Mantis was abusive, and I, I, I did, I wasn't really amused by that. Highway but, disagree. Um, highway disagree with that. Highway disagree. No, no, no that's that's cool. Yeah. I, it's not something I'm, I'm willing to argue 
right now. Oh yeah, no, but, no, uh, I know. It's just, it's just that I, I've seen people take take your stance, and I, I respectfully, one hundred percent disagree. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but I, I didn't love that. I did love uh, the whole Nebula and Gamora stuff. Um, I liked. For me, the movie really came alive when they did the turn with Ego, where he's like, oh, actually, I killed your mom. I hope you don't mind. And, he, and then, like, Quill starts shooting him. And then, like, the movie got really, like, intense. So I thought that was it was pretty cool. It's not my favorite MCU film. It's not my favorite MCU franchise. But I did enjoy what I saw. And I loved – did you guys see the, um, like, the music video they did a couple days ago? Uh, yes. No, I didn't. I'll have to, I'll have to look for that. It's oh, terrible. You, you sh- it's not. It is that you shut your mouth. That is that is amazing. No, the, the best thing. The best thing that I've seen so far is the Buena Vista, uh, like ad for like 1980s style ad for the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, two uh, Blu-ray that came out. Oh like, really? Oh, yes. so good and so dead on. They even have a phone number you can call uh, to to hear like you know Guardian stuff uh, on, if you want to. It's it's so good. Yeah, Buena, Buena Vista, you know, like the old, like, uh, like Buena Vista entertainment uh, ads that, that Disney would have. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's funny. Nice. Yeah, but uh, no, nah, and, and I would also, like, straight up say that I thought that Kurt Russell's ego was going to be my favorite villain of the year. And it turned out I was wrong because of a movie that we're going to bring up later. But... <laughs> This year, this year has been a good year for Marvel villains. It, this has been a terrific year for superhero films. Yes, very much so. Yeah, uh, it's 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 very it absolutely has eclipsed last year. I'll tell you that much. Christ, yes. <laughs> like, like Ghost in the Shell doesn't count. So, like, I, like in terms of comic books, it's it's all it's all been like firing all cylinders. Ghost in the Shell, don't get me fucking started. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> That that was a that was a trash fire. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a word for it. Yes. Yeah. More, more like more like nope in a shell. Uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman. Let's move on to that. Oh, you know what? Let, let, let's give let's give grades for uh, for Guardians of Two uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two. And also, if there's anything else that you guys wanted to touch on uh, uh, that I, that wasn't brought up, you're more welcome to. Uh, Brent, what do you give it? Uh, let's give it a four out of five. Cool, Brandon. Uh, four, yeah, four, four point five out of five. Honestly, um, like a solid, my like solid ninety. Um, it made me cry. Honestly, it, it really did make me cry at the very at the very end when you see um, uh, Sean Gunn's character give that that yelp because I was expecting, wasn't expecting that, and it just brought that whole scene home and it just made it great. So yeah, nine, uh, four point five. Nice. Uh, I I I'm pretty sure that I gave the first. Guardians movie a four and a half out of five. So I'm gonna give this one a four and a half out of five. Also, um, it's 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 very much of the same vein. Like I mean, it, you could you could easily watch Guardians and Guardians two back to back and feel fulfilled. Like it's it, it's it's absolutely the same characters you know and love, only more so and more character building. Baby Groot is fucking adorable, <laughs> and they don't they don't he give, was great yeah, and they don't give you too much of him. Like it's not to the point where he's annoying. I know that some people were were annoyed by him. It didn't get annoying for me. So yeah, definitely a four and a half out of five for me. Uh, Donovan, what do you give it? I'll give it uh, ten out of ten. Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> right, real, real quick, also do I'll just say about Baby Groot. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you because um, 
like that that first scene of the opening credits is all you really needed for, of Baby Groot, mm-hmm. and that was and that's what they gave you. And then he had a couple scenes here and there, yeah. and that was it. That I, was spot on use of like uh, uh, a a cheap shill character for toys. I, I, I thought my dad was going to pass out because he was pissing himself with, like the whole like you know like like like, like I am Groot, uh huh. I am Groot, uh huh. I am Groot. No, like like that's gonna kill us. Like I thought he was gonna pass out. I completely stick with, by the way, that the entire movie's plot breaks down to the opening song of Mr. Blue Sky. Like when you actually listen to the lyrics of it, a lot of the lyrics of Mr. Blue Sky match up with the actual plot of the movie. I was surprised, but that's that, I might be trying too hard, but when I listened to it, that's that's what I felt. Hey, tweet, tweeted the gun. See what happens. Yep. We'll see. All right. uh, Let's move it forward to the movie that I hoped was going to be good, and then it turned out it was, and that is Wonder Woman. (laughs) That theme song still sucks. (laughs) Trap music. (laughs) Led Zeppelin called. They want their guitar riffs back. It's an Seriously. electric cello, guys. Electric cello, get it right, okay? I I liked it. I liked it just fine, um, and yeah, I I actually really really enjoyed this movie. Look at this, folks! A DC Comics movie with heart and color. Oh, here it comes. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> this movie had a palette. He's isn't, right. Isn't it? Isn't that? Isn't that pretty? Isn't that something? It had colors. <laughs> it was amazing. I know. Uh, but it's still had a CGI villain at the end that sucked. But uh, that's that's beside the point. I, Looping from Harry Potter. Yeah, I a great voice of a great voice. Voice of a great voice. I I agree on that. I I think that a lot of what made this movie worked work made the Gail Simone animated movie work. Um, mm-hmm. it had a lot of the same beats there. Um, the whole like the relationship between Steve Trevor and Diana is very reminiscent of what you get there, even though it's a different time period. That one was based in present day. This is based in World War I. Um, you got... They absolutely world-built them a scare gorgeously. I mean, beautiful, beautiful scenery, and the acting was superb as well. I, I, I was happily surprised with what we got there. Robin Wright, oh my fucking God, Robin Wright was badass. Uh, could not ex- have expected more from her. On, on that front, really enjoyed Chris Pine in this even more so than I do in the Star Trek movies. Even though I've, I've grown to appreciate his Kirk, I, I feel like he he brought uh, his A game to the role here as Steve Trevor, and uh, eclipsed all expectations on 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 my aspect here. There there was there was lightness, there was humor, while at the same time she didn't she never come off as naive. This this was never a uh, a situation of you know. I'm a girl who doesn't know anything. What's what's going on? Oh, I'm going to be taken oh, advantage of. Teehee. Like that wasn't that wasn't really happening here. And what is kiss? Yeah. Let me show you. Exactly. Like the way that I, <laughs> I the way that I usually put it is is Annie in the Christmas episode of Community uh, that's a musical, mistletoe for eating. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that that breaks down everything that they avoided here in this movie. Uh, the screenplay was by Alan Heinberg and it showed because Alan Heinberg has written Wonder Woman even if it took him 87 years to put out his run. Um, <laughs> it, it was. It was. Dev- it, you could tell that it was a man who had who knew the character already and was working with it that way. Uh, Patty Jenkins directed it gorgeously. The 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 lasso work 
holy shit, man. Like, you could say what you want to say about Captain America and the S.H.I.E.L.D. Wonder Woman and the Lasso worked just about as well here, uh, and probably even more so in some aspects, even though Captain America's S.H.I.E.L.D. does a damn good job of, uh, of being used as a weapon in new and in interesting ways. Um, and... The only other thing that I really have to say about it is uh, the end scene kind of sucked. But that's that's when I feel like Zack Snyder's hand yet again came back and was like, we need a CGI villain to end this off with who looks like Doomsday and feels like Doomsday. Um, that, that that whole scene with, with Ares just didn't need to play out that way, but it did. And it didn't take it didn't take away from the movie that much for me, but it could have been done better. That's that's all I'll say about it. I actually would have highly preferred if it turned out there was no Ares in this movie and that she found out that war exists and she has to deal with it. But they decided to not go that route. They, they decided to go CGI fight scene at the end. It is what it is. It's, super, it's a superhero movie. You get what you expect. Um, and yeah, that's that's really all I can, I, can, I can say about it outside of the fact that I was pleasantly surprised and I look forward to more Wonder Woman and now DC needs to make its movies as good as Wonder Woman because if they don't they really do then that's a problem I'll just continue it there um, I'm gonna have uh, Brandon speak first here and I will be right back because I gotta go get myself something to drink because I am parched Brandon uh, yeah uh, this was uh, this was a great this was a great film for me uh, because after that slog of you know, Suicide Squad, BVS, and uh, Man of Steel. It was refreshing to see contrast with uh, Wonder Woman with not only not only the visual palette, but the way they they told the story, almost like organically, uh, with her origin being similar to what we knew from the comics, but also just a little bit different. And then watching her train, and then seeing her experience the horrors of war firsthand where she always knew it as just an abstract concept. It was this idea that war was something created by man and she knew it was bad, but she never really saw the horrors of it until she went into no man's land. And then she realized how much she was needed. And then it was from her needing to protect is where you got Wonder Woman. And that was good to see for me because I, I thought it was, it grounded it grounded the story a little bit more in the character and not the need of a hero. And I think that's what makes this movie stand out the most. And yeah, even though Ares they kinda suck, I can say one thing though, at least there was no Skybeam, right guys? Hey, hey. Well she she did fire a Kamehameha at him, which was kinda like close. It was more like a like a bang the wrist together and bam but uh yeah. Right, right. Uh like I, I think this is um, like I know we're, I know we've been down on the DC Cinematic Universe uh, because they've been, at least in my opinion, subpar or just or just lacking in general things. But I think I can say that this was a movie that needed to be made because not only are you getting representation of of a female character done right, but it's a story that you know kind of I think does its best to inspire people to um be more than what they are. I mean, granted, was Superman, that, that was the idea of him. He is beyond us. He is what we should aspire to because he is you know, not like us. But I think with Wonder Woman, the story is that you... Hello? Hello? I wonder, I think we lost Brandon. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. 
mid sentence. Right in the middle of a sentence, uh, we aspire to son of son of a beeswax, and I get back just in time for him to be gone. Go figure. Uh, no, I'm, he was on a roll. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. No, is, my, is he there? I, I hit the mute button by accident. Oh, funsies. Ah. <laughs> that was a close call. Go ahead. Back to what you were saying. Oh, never mind. <laughs> is he? Is he? For, is he? For, he hit it again. Is he forever muted? Bum bum bum. Yeah, I, I I think we can go back to him when he's actually back. But uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll move on then uh, to uh, uh, Donovan and your thoughts on the movie, and uh, we'll get back to Brandon when he's back. No, this is solid. Um, and I'm glad that uh, no, I'm glad that Wonder Woman, who absolutely deserved a movie by this point, um got a really solid good movie i mean it would have been heartbreaking if this movie wasn't good just, yeah. just on her end mm-hmm. um it doesn't it doesn't exactly redeem the badness of the dceu <laughs> uh but it definitely gives it a shot in the right direction so there's more hope now than there was in any of those three movies that undish but but, but, but um, what are you what are, what are you talking about superman's chest stands for hope what are you what are you talking about it's gonna say yeah <laughs> <laughs> And, and and cable lost hope. So so what? This movie founded. I don't get it. What, all right. We're just bringing it all back, folks. We're bringing it all back. Go ahead. Uh, I'll never say the word hope again. My parents are dead. Oh no! Swear to me. Um, I, I'm 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 happy that I was impressed with Gal Gadot's acting. Yes. Because I even after uh, BVS, where she was, I was like the, one of the best part, better parts of that. Um, I didn't. I wasn't sure how to feel with her because I mean, it might honestly be her accent um whatever however that factors into it but i think that she was great in this and i loved how you know wonder woman was a very she was a hero that you love to root for and she had those great moments um like the no man's land scene is is awesome uh and patty jenkins shot it like a comic book it was very well done it had the slow motion but it wasn't like it was slow motion at the right moments yes um i personally i don't personally mind the end the end third act fight scene i understand what people do but I was kind of caught up in like the action of it, even though it really was over the top. It was such um, a turn, though. That that that's just it. Everything was so grounded, and then it wasn't. That's my problem. Was, yeah. What do you, What do you mean? You don't like uh, seeing Ares pop out of nowhere? <laughs> uh, actually, yes, I do mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up, Brandon. Jeez. Who else is going to heal the party when they need a phoenix? All right, that's the final answer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. The uh, you. It, 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 like, and suddenly now I'm just imagining Scott Pilgrim with the, uh, you know, I, I, I had another life. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Getting a life, yeah. said Michael Sarah. But yeah. I'm not, I, 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 I dug it. I'm happy that uh, it was as good as it was mm-hmm. because, um, like, like, like uh, it's really just galvanized the Wonder Woman fandom across the world now, where she's right up there with Batman and Superman, I think, and she deserves to be. Uh, I'm sick of those guys. Um, <laughs> so, and I'm looking forward to seeing her in because I guess I'm going to watch Justice League. Uh, so I'm hoping that she is just as good as she was in this. And I'm just happy for the fans uh, throughout the years who've supported her for the last uh, nearly century because they they've had this gun for a long time. Yeah. Well, so, well, well what? Justice Justice League is just the third Avengers movie, right? Because it's directed by Joss Whedon. And only Joss. 
We, we probably shouldn't get into this. Let's not get in that one, then, please. That's a dark, dark. Yeah, course. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Let's not let's not talk about why. Let's just let's just make jokes about it being Joss Whedon. Um, but uh, I and also I I forgot to mention that I also really appreciated Etta Candy in this. Uh, she wasn't she wasn't just comic relief, even though she came off as comic relief. So that's I'll I'll. I'll oh, I thought that. she was, but, uh, but she well, was still fun. Well, um, that's that's what I mean. Like she could have easily come off as as like bumbling and and dolty, and she didn't. Right, yeah. right, so right. That's I, 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 I like that cuffs line. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, wh- where did you leave off? Uh, compassion. That's what I just want to say. Like, it, 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 because what really, for me, what what I think is one of the most defining characters is, is her compassion. And, you know, when you have Batman who's just, you know, beat shit, shoot people, even though he doesn't use guns, and Superman who's just, I'm going to snap some necks. I was glad to see some a hero who's actually driven by compassion instead of, you know, a vengeance or, you know, I have to do this. Murder. I don't think Superman ever said that. <laughs> I remember him saying that. I'm gonna snap your neck, Zod. Snap. I was, I, I, was, I was there. I was there. Yeah, isn't that isn't, that, isn't right that what he said? I'm gonna snap your neck and feel nothing. Roar! Snap. And then he is, and then he, is then he that ran in off. the version of the movie that Jamal Eichel shows to all of his friends to get <laughs> yeah, yeah, Oh no no! Yeah, I, actually, yeah. that's in Raph's personal collection. Oh Raph. Okay. Uh, yeah. I scene. didn't know who. Amy Adams was like, says that's why I call breakneck speed. They probably <laughs> loan it back and forth to each other, you know. It is actually the DVD this weekend. It is actually called the Breakneck Speed uh, edition. Weirdly enough, that's I'm, I'm f- funny that you mentioned that. That's 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 yeah. <laughs> oh God, we're awful. Chiropractor's <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. He's going to turn into Doomsday in the next movie. Oh, oh, that was really shitty. Oh. Uh, I didn't hear what you said. I, 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 I said, don't worry about it. He's going to turn into Doomsday in the next movie. Oh. Oh, whole third act ruined. Oh. Oh. Wah, wah. Um, oh, and, and you know what? I, I need to mention it just once and only once, even if Casina doesn't, still doesn't think it's a good idea. I didn't mind the all-female showings of this movie. It's fine. The world moved on. We survived. The next day happened, and everything went back to normal. So I was deeply, deeply, deeply offended. No, you weren't. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but my man toys, though. My man toys. Uh, uh, they're, they're in the corner. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> uh, Brent, your thoughts on the movie? On the movie, what you said. Okay. Um... <laughs> Yes, on the movie, not on the other thing. <laughs> the movie, well, it was good. It, I'm glad it was good. I'm glad it was so well received. Yes. I don't think that if this was not Wonder Woman, it would have been as well received. So I, I, I really like, to me, this movie is a three, three and a half stars out of five at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, origin story, which we've all seen, which I know they got to do, but... Everything about it was just fitting the formula. And while executing the formula well, there wasn't anything here that I was like, oh, man, this is totally different or totally unexpected. It was just, okay, checking the box, checking the box. I'm still entertained. I'm still amused. Checking the box, checking the box. Okay, and we're done, and I'm not disappointed. And, okay, that was pretty good. That's kind of where I was at with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't th- like, if you had... Um, a lesser character of infamy or fame or notoriety in this same movie. Like, I don't know what other character fits into that mold, but 
you would you would not be saying that this is you know the reactions would not be as positive so that's that's kind of where i'm at with this movie i liked everybody in it you know i'm totally fine with it but i think people are you know inflating the ratings of the movie because it's the first wonder woman movie and it's the first dceu movie that we can all say was good across the board so what you're saying is that people, that's mainly it <laughs> right so, so what you're saying is that people thought it was good because it was good I'm saying people inflated their feeling of goodness because they wanted, they really, really wanted it to be good. All right. Okay. Yeah, actually, I think, I think that's kind of a fair point, though, because yeah. if you really think about it, the last three or four films were, they were, like I said before, they were set apart below our expectations. I mean, you would think, yes, because this is a high profile character, you, you would want the film to do well. And I think. Again, this goes back to our talk of ex- expectations, fair or, or unfair. You know, this movie did meet those expectations, and it actually exceeded those expectations because we thought this could be another another dour film from DC. So, it, it, it's a fair point for Brent to make, but I mean, I, I think that because this film did so well, it is meritous on its own on its own work. So, it's the highest grossing uh, film ever done by a female director. Right, and yes. I mean that's it's that's that's an important factor. Also, look, it took Patty Jenkins how many years to get a second film after Monster? Fifteen yeah. years, almost and, almost like fifteen well, years. She was fired off Thor two. Uh, right. fired or, or replaced, whatever you want yeah. to call it. I thought she walked. Yeah. She walked actually because yeah. it was uh they were trying to exert studio control. You can't walk, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, one of those things. I mean, it took her what fifteen years, honestly, almost to get a second movie, mm-hmm. and. Look at what she did. I mean, now she has most part carte blanche. You know. Yeah. Now she's oh, lighting oh. her cigars with with uh, copies of Wonder Woman number one. No, <laughs> oh, oh, sensational, sensational comics, sensational comics, right there. Boom. Yes, yes. <laughs> she, she, she's, but, uh, she's using she's using her Wonder Woman, her sensational number one as whips. No. Oh. In the privacy room. Speaking of which, uh, that Molten Mars movie they're coming out with. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, that's that. Interesting. That's I have no idea soon. what's happening. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> lots of stuff. That's that's Can't all. I'll say. Yeah. Well, we'll know so, the truth going back, soon enough. Going back to Ares and like him at the end, there was a um, you know, Mattel does the build a figure lines or whatever for the DC movie masters or multiverse things like the six inch figures. So the uh, designs and all that stuff for that movie for Wonder Woman got leaked mm-hmm. and Ares is the build a figure, right? So the design for that, it's very, very different from what we saw in the film, Interesting. which kind of leads me to feel like, you know, the toys are done years in advance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, to get manufactured and stuff in China and all this stuff, molds made, all this stuff takes a lot of time apparently so they must have changed Ares's design at the last minute to more resemble the george uh perez version as opposed to what they had in the toys which all things being at the end of the day their george perez homage kind of sucked i thought you were and, saying it spoiled who it was like like matt's the phantasm did <laughs> no it didn't do that like so what the toy build, build a figure looks like like you can Google it. Um, <clears throat> he's got like a giant goat head as a, like the skull of the goat head, more like a ram than anything. And he's got the horns. They actually go down a little bit 
and it's, you can't really see his face because the, you're staring at the goat skull as opposed to the traditional Greek pseudo George Perez thing they did. But I think the problem here is, which I wish they'd gone with the the Rams head design because now he looks too similar to Steppenwolf. Yeah, no, where you're, you're Steppenwolf right. now in the Justice League trailer has the same big horns that go up, and he's all gray, and he's got very like intricate line work on his costume mm-hmm. and glowing eyes, whereas um, Ares's costume, well, I guess, was meant to be made out of the the bent or crushed metal of the battlefield around them. Yeah. So it's it's still gray, but there's no detail to it. So he's like a blurrier version of what Steppenwolf is going to look like here in a couple months. Which so that's I think it's uh, they did themselves a disservice because they're going to have two movies in the same year with villains that look practically the same. I also even though yeah. Harry's was absent of all the marketing material and they're putting Steppenwolf out there a lot. I think I think that uh, this Ares, this this goat helmet Ares is a much better design. And yes. I would not be surprised if the reason why we got the other one, which looks very Snydery, is because Mr. Executive Producer stepped in and said, eh, that's good, but what if we do this? I don't know if I want to throw Snyder on the bus in I, this I, for, all, for all I know it could not be it's just that's my assumption I could be entirely wrong but that's your go to assumption for everything bad about the DC universe that is accurate that is a, that is, that is a, <laughs> well it's also fair yeah that, that is, is a, true. A, a fair yeah, and accurate fair. assessment it's just I'm, I'm no but I'm, oh, they're, they're supposed to be more director driven like I get you can't that. blame Zack Snyder for the way the Joker looked in Suicide Squad that's David Ayer to a T oh god Ugh. Some say that design was damaged. (laughs) Get out. Get out. Yeah, yeah, no, seriously, Get Out was a great movie. I agree. Um, But uh, yeah. Starring Jerry Leto. (laughs) Yeah. Also, with with this version, though, I'm wondering if this was actually supposed to be a human version of Ares that was not CG'd. I, I, I kind of like it with anything. It always is better when you do practical effects. Yes. Yeah. Always is better. I don't care, but it's just better. It'll it'll because be... in the movie, like his his helmet was. We saw it like kind of burned to where his where his eyes could look out, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But even be, then, you could kind of like I was looking yeah. at it really hard because I knew the difference between what the toy was and what this was, and I was like, that almost looks like a CG David Thewlis inside that helmet at sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, what a dis- what a disappointment for that actor. Now I know that Siren Hines is playing Steppenwolf in Justice League. Has not met any of the cast members, so safe to say he was not on set. It was some other stunt dude in a gray suit playing Steppenwolf oh, the entire seriously? time. Seriously? Yeah. God yeah. damn it, man. Uh, I mean, that, that's the problem with them. I mean, they moved. I mean, I want to give DC all the credit in the world. I'm a big DC fan, but they moved really fast on this Justice League thing. Yeah, you're damn right. And it was like, did. who's playing the villain? What's the villain? We yeah. find out it's Steppenwolf, but. You know, I guess they filmed everything before they had an actor, and they did it with a stunt guy. Well, I mean, I mean, he's still not a good villain for the movie, anyway. right? Well, here, here's the thing, Brent. I mean, you go with a recognizable character that everybody knows, like Steppenwolf. Like <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because you know when I, when I think uh, when I think major DC villains, I, I think Steppenwolf and Kanto, right? Go, oh yeah, my yeah, god! Right? Yeah, immediately decide, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Not Doctor Destiny, not Starro, not. 
characters we give a fuck about. <laughs> no, no, come on, those are C- those are Sealicious guys. Come on, we want A list guys. We we want like Stiltman. All right, guys. Right, right. Like you know, have like I don't know, like Dark Side or anything like that. Or hell, Stiltman shot down by Dan Turpin in the animated series. Uh, yeah, he was. And speaking of which, Calabax, the one that people actually know. That's right. Yeah, Michael Dorn. Right, Calabac is the is the son that would have actually been familiar with, but because Steppenwolf showed up in New Fifty Two, he's got to be the one that they roll with here. What a great uh, storyline for it to have been Orion or Mister Miracle in there, and then had to have turned him to see that humanity was worth saving. That would have been great. <laughs> Calabac the Cruel. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. It, well, anyway, yeah. This movie was way better than I was that I was expecting it to be because I was really really worried, and it turned out to actually be pretty damn good. Uh, I see that. That's what my whole argument was. All that you just said there, yeah, weighed on your like liking of the movie more than it deserved. Oh yeah. Like I think in in three years mm-hmm. when you revisit this movie, you're not going to like it as much as you do right now. I uh, I don't know about that. I mean I I mean like I said, I already don't like the last the last part of the movie. So that much isn't going to change. Like I, I'm, I'm being a lot harsher on this than I actually, honestly expected it to be, just because I think I've soured even further on the end of that movie since I've even seen it. So I will give it a three and a half out of five. That is my rating, and and that's that's a I think a very fair rating that 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 you mentioned earlier, Brent. Three and a half out of five. It is it is way above standard, and at the same time. Ball is in your court, court Marvel. Captain Marvel better not suck. Because you need to bring your A game for a female-driven movie. I don't know why they're shunting her in the 90s. I don't, I don't know either, but I kind of do. Because... <laughs> What? Well, no, 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 I think no. we, I think we all kind of know. Though. I think we all kind of do know why, though. So that it makes sense. Why? Here you said you're not the only superhero in the first Iron Man film. Uh, because we're gonna find out that one of the Avengers is a Skrull in, in one of these movies. Infinity War. Yeah. In, in Infinity but you have War. to, you have to make this movie take place. Here's the thing, though. Like, if they want this character to, obviously, I don't think she's in Infinity War as she was advertised. Many years ago, I think mm-hmm. that's apparent. They, 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 they've confirmed that, yeah. yeah. Then you then you cast Brie Larson, and you're going to set her movie in the '90s, which you announced. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen any pictures of her, so we know she's not in Infinity War. Yeah. So this is going to be a one and done type series. I don't. I don't. They're think not that's... expecting this to do well because they're setting it 20 years in the past now. I don't think that's that's actually uh, one and done specifically because. Her powers could also easily halt the aging process if they if they make it work well enough. I know it, I know it's a cop out, but that could easily be something they roll with, with the with the cosmic powers of Captain Marvel. They could easily say that it halts her aging, so she could be around for okay. a while. Yeah, um, and I will say that yeah, chances are they're going to reveal that a scroll that somebody has been a scroll all along at the end of Infinity War. Which then leads to Captain Marvel, and then the second Avengers movie, which will probably be Secret Invasion. Wow, that's a that's a big jump for two years. Yeah, I know. You know what but I mean? also, but it also gives them a way to cop out if they want to recast characters as well, too. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Now, do you think that they've already filmed? Like, there's a lot of spec. Like, I can't remember. I remember when this was part one and part two. I don't remember if they were going to film it back to back. And then they changed it to not having a part one, part two, and just calling it Infinity War. 
So I guess the question is, did they continue to film whatever the second Avengers movie is? They're, they're uh, is there a script? Is yeah. it so locked down they're, that they're nobody doing one knows? Another, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, 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 they're still, still filming now. They're, they're still filming uh, back to back. I believe they're they're wrapping up the first uh, one now, and then they're going to break for about a month or two, and then they're going to go back and, and, and roll with the next one. I, I think Zoe Saldana said when we come back for Gauntlet. I wonder if the second movie is Infinity Gauntlet. It's possible, but I think that might have been the original name of it. Maybe because it, it, it makes I'm, sense. I'm to just do curious because it seems like there's a long, a long build up to build up to one movie and then switch over to Secret Invasion yeah. a year later. It's also, I mean, it's also haphazard. It's also possible that maybe I'm wrong about it being revealed at the end of the first one, and that'll be a reveal at the end of the second one because we're going to find out that Nick Fury was a was a scroll all along. At the end of Captain Marvel. Uh, no, that would, make me, that would make me sad. I know. No, I don't think they'll do that. There's, there's a whole bunch of ways we, we can roll with this. It's just all I know is that somebody's a scroll. That's the Penny only scroll. It's the only that reason. That makes sense, but yeah. he's the only character old enough to have been around at that time. Is the problem right? Get the so American automatically the default. <laughs> Bucky, Bucky's a scroll. Spoilers. Peggy Carter scroll. Are, are we seriously? I don't think they're going to do the scrolls because that was that was so 2009. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm telling you, man. Yeah, yeah. And guess what? In, Infinity, in, Infinity War, and Infinity Gauntlet were like the 80s and the 90s. Like that doesn't that doesn't that really doesn't mean anything. It's a 30 year nostalgia thing. Everyone's in love with the 90s now. We're, <laughs> Hence the movie said to, to comic book fans. Yes, it was something that happened in 2008. Nobody else knows what the fuck Secret Invasion is. Including some comic fans, exactly. So, it's it, it, it's easily something that could happen. I'm just saying they would not be introducing the scrolls in Captain Marvel for no reason. Remember, guys, he loves you. Exactly. That's an. Interesting, I mean, I I was spending like I spent like an hour with my brother figuring out who was going to die in Infinity War, not who was going to be a scroll. So like, if they pull a whole like if if one character killed another and it's like a Zounds, they were a scroll the entire time, yeah. or at least the last phase. That would be ballsy and awesome but i i wonder if marvel has the awesome balls to try that <laughs> you, oh also a, another another thought is you could probably also have uh michael douglas show up in captain marvel oh yeah well they're gonna they're gonna have um, um larry fishburne as a uh black goliath <laughs> so, love it maybe love it love it love it that is terrific casting <laughs> with this, I mean, he is indeed cast as black. Seconds, he's, he's yep, he's bull All right, let's let's move on to the most recent of the uh, of the superhero movies, and then we can uh, touch on some other things real quick uh, at the end. But uh, let's go with Spider Man Homecoming, uh, the the movie that is a co production between uh, Sony and Marvel, but set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe after the events of Captain America: Civil War. <sighs> This is our first full movie with Tom Holland, and in my opinion, the most Spider-Man and most New York Spider-Man has ever been, um, because I was not a big fan of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Uh, I, I liked some of the movies. I liked I liked Spider-Man Two a lot, but Spider-Man was the part that I wound up liking the least. <laughs> Just because no, I'm, you can't say that. Yeah, no, I'm, the I'm, least. I'm I'm serious, man. Like, okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. MJ, MJ was worse. MJ was. I was, worse. I was I'll, just about I'll to give say. You that much. I'll give you that much. But uh, in general, like, I was more a fan of of what they did with uh, with like Osborne 
and uh, and and the villains than I was Spider-Man himself. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, I liked Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. but didn't really like much else. And now here we are with the movie where everything worked, in my honest opinion. I said a lot at the beginning of the Wonder Woman review, so uh, Donovan, I'll, I will let you start off first here with your thoughts on Spider-Man Homecoming. Thank you. Um... I, I, I don't take up too much time. Uh, I, I liked it. It took me two two viewings though, because Spider Man's very weird on the movies. Because mm-hmm. I think with every film, there's a lot that the films get right, but there's also something that stuff that like you wish wasn't there. Um, I agree that like, and it, it wasn't a, uh, an opinion I usually came to, but I think Tom Holland is the best Peter Parker. Yes. Um, he looks like him for one thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm a big Andrew Garfield Spider-Man fan. I really say what you want about those movies, but he as Spider-Man was, was, was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter Parker, maybe he was about more problematic, but like, I thought his Spider-Man was great. Um, Tobey Maguire doesn't go get well with age. I love Spider-Man too. That's, that's still the best Spider-Man movie, but I always, I always thought Tobey Maguire was like miscast as Peter Parker and Tom Holland he he makes he he completes that character. Yes. Uh, the film was a lot of fun. Um, it was a very enjoyable film, uh, and you know I like I liked kind of the grounded setting a bit. I liked a lot of the action pieces. It is not the best Spider-Man film, um, which is to say it's a bad film. But there is a lot of um, like cognitive dissonance isn't the right word, but like you do have to kind of put up with the whole magic science suit and kissing up to Tony Stark and sexy Aunt May and robbing Miles Morales of his best friend. And there's a lot of bullshit that, that like I kind of had to just get over to enjoy the film, which keeps me from saying it's like the best Spider-Man film, but man, Tom Holland is fun. And I also love Donald, Donald Glover in the film. I thought he was great. Yes. Uh, uh, I, a lot of people have said, said a lot about the villains. Um, I, I agree. I don't want, I don't want to say too much about them because I'm sure you guys will kind of follow up on the vulture and, uh, to lesser extent, the Shocker and the Scorpion and the Tinkerer yep. and all those fun guys. Um, I'm looking forward to where the Spider-Man goes next, and I hope that like they kind of stop messing with him because <laughs> Spider-Man—he's—he's he's my favorite character whenever Batman's not. Uh, so it, it was a deep cut to see a lot of stuff happen in this film. I—I I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the main character, and I'm looking forward to see where he goes. Um, it's not the best, but it's not the worst. So I, I dug it. And Sony, do the right thing. Drop. The Venom movie. <laughs> drop oh, yes, drop God, it please, like God. it's hot, okay? Um, I don't give a shit if it's Tom fucking Hardy, who I love in almost everything that he's in, but you are not going to make a standalone Spider-Man villain movie where Spider-Man cannot show up. Especially not Venom. Especially not Venom. Exactly no. right. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, and you want to do a uh, what was the last one I heard that they wanted to do a black silver and black. Yes, yeah, silver and black, silver sable and black and and and, and black cat. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives <laughs> Axel a shit. Braun does, but no one else does. <laughs> like, and I I enjoy those characters so very much. If you just put them on the screen. Nobody gives a shit. That's it. They have to have them show up in, in a Spider-Man movie first to at least give them grounding. And then if they go off on their own after that, whatever. But but come on, but come on, Ian. People are asking for a Silver Sable Nova movie. Nobody's asking for Just a Silver like they Sable asked for movie. Just like movie. 
God, man. Like, we have Cloak and Dagger coming out on, on, on ABC Family or whatever the fuck it's called. It looks called. terrible as well. Um, actually, I, I, I wouldn't quite say yeah, that. It's okay. I wouldn't quite say that. It actually looks closer to a Netflix than it does a ABC show. So we'll, we'll see about that. We've got, we've got Runaways coming soon. We've got all this other stuff coming soon. New Warriors. Yeah, we, yeah exactly. Like, we've got New Warriors coming. We've got all these, all these new, mutants. new mutants. We've got all these young, like, youthful... Uh, movies coming out now and, and shows coming out and Titans uh, coming out on DC's uh, service Young Justice coming back all these things make more sense than Silver Sable and Black Cat in a movie together Just, hey, come on guys Wild Pack Wild Pack Wild I'm Pack not so makes mad about sense. that but it, I don't want to see like these Spider-Man characters without Spider-Man that's just exactly like, like, like don't pretend we would want to see that however I would like to see right. a, a comic strip along the lines of Garfield without Garfield called Spider-Man without Spider-Man I think that that would be very interesting um, wow <laughs> pressing yes <laughs> Brent let me get your thoughts Tom Holland, or no, t- excuse me, Tom Hardy only got cast as Venom because he's the only actor out there who's willing to be in a movie with his face covered the entire time. Yes. I give you Dark Knight Rises, I give you Dunkirk. That's very true, Brent Cassidy. <laughs> and don't forget Mad Max. You're very correct with your statement. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Mad Max, he had that mask over him for half of it, so and didn't talk half the time. Yep. Awesome. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming was better than it had any right to be. Amen. Yet somehow Sony and Marvel have already planted the seeds on how they will fuck it up in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I give you the AI in the suit and the Iron Spidey suit, which was atrocious right. at the end of the film. I've got, I've got, I've got thoughts and opinions mm. on that. You leave Ben Riley's costume yeah. alone. Yeah. And I, no, was, number I was like... Yeah. Oh, that's ugly. Yeah. I'm glad he turned it down. And then I'm watching the leaked, super blurry, crappy <laughs> Infinity War footage because Marvel is too snooty to not thumb their gnomes at their fans <laughs> who, you know, don't go to San Diego Comic Con or, God forbid, live in another country that they won't release the footage online. And he's in the ugliest suit imaginable in that movie. And I'm just going, oh my God. Ugh. Yuck. So, yuck, 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 first yuck. of all, it's Ben Riley's outfit, so fuck you. Uh, I, I I think I think I think it actually looked pretty damn cool. No, here's the thing. Here's what ruined it for me. It's it's the gold trim. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> the gold trim. Yeah. So it's either black or it's gold. It's not both. This is not UCF Knights football team colors. <laughs> he's, he's Orlando not the cool Ranger from Power Rangers. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's maybe they could fix it's that. It's red post. and black or red and gold. Yeah. Not three of them plus a little blue thrown in there. Like pick a damn color scheme yeah. and go with it. I don't know why they did the gold trim. I know that's Tony Stark's touch, but if you made the first Spider-Man suit without gold, he could definitely make the second one without it as well. Frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if we only actually see that suit in action in Infinity War and not in any of the Spider-Man movies. So that's that's fine by me. <laughs> it, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I thought it was ugly, but I, I thought the movie was fun. The twist with the vulture made my jaw drop. Yes, um, mm. it was. I was amazed. Actually, I was un, I was able to go unspoiled on that. Same here. Amazed. Amen. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. And also amazed, too, that half the movie wasn't in the trailers. Yes. Like, they held a lot of that movie back from being available for the marketing material, and, and bravo to Marvel for that, for sure. Yep. Because there's nothing about the plane and all, all that whole fight in the air. I know my my buddy at work, Harry, did not like this movie because he was he was complaining that there wasn't enough, like, web swinging in it, in the city. 
And I'm like, A, it took place in the Burbs, whatever uh, borough was they want to call part. it. It was Queens, first of all. It was Queens. Queens get it right. Um, okay. No. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> and B, I, to- I told him, I said, you have five movies to go watch. Every damn web swinging shot. Yeah. You've got a whole sequence in Amazing Spider-Man 1 with the cranes. Right. You've uh. got the end shot on Spider-Man 1, all of Spider-Man 2 and 3. I don't remember the end shot of Spider Amazing Two where they finally introduced the Rhino. He's swinging and throwing shit at the camera. Yeah. So it's like you got five movies of all that. So go watch that if that's what you want. They finally did the thing. They finally did. He shoots for for something to hang off of a web with, and there's nothing because he's in the suburbs. I was waiting for that shit for so long. People make fun of that all the time, especially the animated series where he would just hang from nothing. Like, <laughs> finally they did something with that. I loved it. Yes, absolutely. All right. I, um, as far as yeah. as far as him stealing Miles Morales' best characteristics, I'm with you there. Totally with you. But somebody finally delivered something fresh and new in Spider-Man. So, of course, you're going to co-opt it for the original better version of the character. Mm-hmm. So Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wouldn't quite say better, but yes, he is the original, and he's the one who matters most. Like whether people right like, whether, to, to yeah. Marvel, that's their holy grail, yeah. and they got it back. And they're gonna they're gonna take the best things that have been used in the last you know couple years or whatever, and make it the best that they possibly could. Right. So as not so as to finally get a version of Spider Man that they were proud of. Yeah, the, he the, didn't need that character though. In my, I I I would argue that like not Gonke Ned was absolutely unneeded in the film but uh, but mm. they they didn't have peter doesn't have a friend like that exactly yeah that, that's, yeah, that's the way I'm gonna go. he, he doesn't have a friend that doesn't have a a motive like you know if you want to look at male friends that peter has historically in the comics you either have to go to harry, uh, harry osborne who comes with issues with his dad and we've already done that in the last movie series which failed yeah right mm-hmm. and then the other one is flash thompson who's a bully so you you where do you you know how do you fit that in there and and have them have a male friend you have to create one new from cloth they had an existing archetype I don't know why they call them Ned Leeds Hobgoblin instead of just calling him Gonke even though I don't know how to because, pronounce the because name because Ned Leeds was correctly. never really ne- Ned Leeds was never really the Hobgoblin in the first place even in the comics like he was he was set up to be the Hobgoblin like that's okay. yes well, so uh, well, he's also Betty's husband who she cheated on several times with. right exactly but, uh, but guess what that's that's the comics and here we are in something that resembles much more ultimate universe and it's the MCU and they can just call people whatever they want to call them and use whatever archetypes for characters they want I um, just thought it was really kind of cynical the way that like because I thought that his he was he was very much gone here from the comics but also I I am of the opinion that Peter Parker doesn't need a best friend who he can tell always like like a CW you know nerd friend like Wynn or Cisco or Felicity <laughs> or Chloe Sullivan like I I don't think Spider Man needs to rip off other people to be interesting because he's unique to himself yeah but that I, I've already talked about I, I, well, I, I don't think I agree but I, I have strong thoughts and opinions on this I'm going to let Brandon talk because he hasn't yet about this but uh, uh, Brent hold that thought Brandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, no, Brent, go first. I'll, I'll, I'll wait. Okay, uh, it's just a, just one. It's a short thing. I don't think that. Um, I don't think that you, we need to have a Spider-Man movie that services the fanboys so much that we got to drop hints about some other character that's also Spider-Man mm-hmm. in the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah, like I could have done without all of that Miles Morales hinting bullshit. As fun, one as, line. <laughs> as fun as Donald Glover was. 
Like, make him somebody else. And, 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 I'll, and I'll, I'll yet again, I'll make the exact same comment about this that I made about other shit. Like, only the nerds are going to pick up on that, man. Like, no, anybody seeing this movie has no idea what the fuck just, just got dropped. I, I don't know. I saw it a week late. My whole theater had a whole thing about that when that move when that line dropped. Interesting. When you watched right. the E3 trailer reveal for the Spider-Man game, and he goes, "Hey, Miles, over here!" Yeah. you heard everybody go, "Ah!" All right. It was like, "Can we can we focus on one more, Spider-Man?" More people, more people watched the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon than I thought, so I'll take it back. I really like Miles Morales, though. No, and, so do I, and dude. You're so gonna, do I. Here's the thing, though: you're going to get a Miles Morales. Spider-Man movie to fill Lord and Chris Miller if they actually finish doing it yeah, after being fired from Star Wars. Well, well, listen, listen, it'll be great. It's going to be animated, it, though. It, it's going to be great. They're going to get through three quarters of it, and they're going to get fired. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> okay, okay, let them make it funny. Uh, <laughs> All right, Brandon, roll. All right, uh, this movie, uh, like Donovan said, had no right to be this amazing. Um, like I said that. All right. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Somebody, uh, somebody did. Somebody said, but like, like Spider-Man is my like my go-to guy for superheroes, and to see a Spider-Man movie which was done with love, uh, especially after the last two, where he, you could see the actors love playing Spider-Man, but the people behind the camera and the writers didn't so much. It this made me so happy to see a teenage Peter Parker who, you know, had Parker luck, who had, you know, you know, he put his, he would put his backpack down and change out the Spider-Man and come back and his, his clothes are gone. So he had to go find clothes again, you know, or, um, to see him screw up and then own up to his mistakes and then try to fix his mistakes. That was what made me so happy to see it. It was, I was glad to see that they took their time with the character and developed the character who, rings so true with the source material of Spider-Man. And that's what I got from this movie. Yes. Absolutely. Um, um, never mind. All right. Please, Donovan. Uh, I, I, want, I want your rebuttal before I, before I gush over this movie, so go right ahead. <laughs> it sounds so serious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, no, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not here to ruin everybody's time. Um, no, dude. Well, okay, well, trust me. You do this almost every single time that you have a, that you have a different opinion than us, so that's why I want to say, man, like, it's good to have uh, you know, different opinions than everybody else on the call. That's why I had you on in the first place. I had a feeling this would be the case. Like, I had. <laughs> we knew oh. you were the diversity call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not in that um, way, we swear. It's well, a diversity I mean, of opinions. Yes. I, again, I, I, like, I like this movie. It, you know what? This honestly comes down to your philosophy on Spider-Man mm-hmm. as a fanboy. Um, and it's, it's one of those things, because I know what people mean when they say this is just like the comics, you know, how Peter Parker is his character. It is also in the face of like you know the technology stuff and like all the characters, but also I'm not I'm I am I know why he's as young as he is. They want to kind of go from the ground up, squeeze as much juice out of Tom Holland as they can for however old he is. I personally don't think Spider-Man is like a kid boy character. Um, even in the comics, if you want to pull that card about him coming out starting out as high school, he was in college within three years. Like you know, it's like it's like this Spider-Man is a lot more. Even more so than the Ultimate Comic Spider-Man, he's a lot more juvenile, and I kind of had to like really concentrate to see the Spider-Man that I appreciate in the film. And he was there; he was in there, but it wasn't as readily apparent to me 
as it was for other folks. So like a lot of times I kind of, I do kind of bristle uh, when we're like, Oh, this is just like the source material. Cause it, cause it really wasn't, mm-hmm. but it's, it doesn't betray the nature of the character. So it's just kind of the thing that kind of get, it's not like Donald justice or whatever. It, it's a lot better than that. So <laughs> it's just my own personal hangup. Okay. Well, question no, Donovan, I'm with you. I'm with you though, because Marvel has such a hard on for Peter Parker in high school. I don't know why, but every time they've thief, they feel like uh, that is the ultimate ideal version of the character, and I don't understand why. This uh, this basically why they got rid of him being married to Mary Jane ten years ago. They they have this idealized version of him being signal single in the comics and being in high school, but they can't put him back in high school in the comics. They're too far gone, so they'll try and get as close to that as possible. So Johnny Storm you know, got divorced and he's fine. So you know, but but yeah, it's it's just a difference of philosophy i think well i think that's because we grew up in an era where we saw a a married parker and, and right. a more adult parker with, with his life together i mean i think this movie now resonates better because you know like all right uh, if if this movie came out when i was in high school i think this would be a character for me to latch on to and gravitate more gravitate more towards mm-hmm. because it, it's something I, I can identify with easier i mean i was like in high school i was and you know the nerd i was in band i was you know in like science stuff i i wasn't really ostracized to the point where parker was but i, mean, I was you know aloof to some degree tell us and more think, things that we did not know about you brandon you're a nerd what what what, what was that what <laughs> yeah i know right go figure <laughs> but i mean like it's um like i think it's not so much a representation thing, but I think it's a an ident- identification thing with the character of. Uh, I understand, I understand. Which is why Marvel usually tends to go with him in high school because it's something that really most people can ad- identify with. That that's the the concept of Peter Parker. Peter Parker is any one of us. He could be, you know, that one kid who's really in the one thing. Even yeah. if you're in the sports, you're you're a sports nerd, or even if you're into like movies or TVs, that's, that's something that identifies you, and that was what we cannot latch on to for Peter Parker. So having him in high school, I think makes the most sense because that is the time where you are the most gangly, the most awkward. Yes. And you can ident- identify with coming into your own. So that's why I think Marvel really has that quote unquote hard on for him in high school because it's an identifying aspect for him. It's the, the it's same it, thing. Yeah. It's the same reason why I'm glad that even if apocalypse wasn't a good movie, uh, that we have teenage X-Men again. Right. Because, Frankly, that's that's where the starting point is. You know, you get to more experience an adult, that's fine. But way too often, Marvel tends to skip steps, and they're not doing that this time. Um, Brennan, you got any more thoughts? Because because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll for at least like five minutes on this shit. Like I, I've got I've got thoughts and opinions that can roll for at least that long. You good? Oh, same here. Yeah, uh, I just want to say one, one more thing. Like yeah. uh, with Nedley's Genki uh, character, I mean, the reason why they end there is because he's not, again an identifying character. He's, he's what we call a gateway character or a, or a window character for um, uh, being able to access Peter Park. You know, yep. um, he is not super powered at, at all. Again, he's sharing similar interests and similar thoughts. You know, he is like like that one person where you know if you told if you told him that you had this ability he would want you to tell the whole entire world and i think that is why they put him that they made netley's that character instead of making netley's you know a reporter for the, the daily bugle yeah you know? yeah 
And 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 the fact that Daily Bugle doesn't even come up at all in this, like, <laughs> uh, God, it's been ten years. Yeah, I know. Like, give me, give me JK, give me JK. Like, like that's not a good thing that Bugle's not here. But go on. Okay. Get me photos, photos Mr. of Spider Man. Now, <laughs> Mr. Gordon. Now he's moved up the ranks. He won his Oscar. It's, it's the not part. doing, not doing right. mustaches right. anymore. Oh wait, hold he, on. He, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Come on. He could do both. Sorry. He could do both with those guns. Come on. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's, sorry, guys. It's the deep. It's the DB, I'm sorry. The D. Hey, if they get rid of Ben Affleck, he's going to replace him in the bunny suit. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) So, for for me, personally, Spider-Man is and always has been three things, even as he's gotten older. He's youthful, he's energetic, and he's queens. (laughs) Okay? And this is the very first movie out of all the movies that we've gotten that have had the word spider and man in them where spider-man has actually felt like he lives in fucking new york okay andrew garfield he got closer but all he really did was hey i'm walking here and he didn't really roll with it outside of that the fact <laughs> the fact that this movie took time out to have an argument on where to find the best sandwich in Queens. Like, that is such a fucking Queens thing to do. That made me so happy. There is there is no random um, you know, overground train in the middle of uh, in the middle of Manhattan in this, like there wasn't Spider-Man 2. <laughs> you said that on Facebook. I, I, I know. I know. Still angry about that. Still angry about that. It was storyboarded to happen in Queens, but some executives said this will look better in Manhattan. So they just went ahead and made a magical train that doesn't fucking exist in the middle of Queens. I mean, in the middle in the middle of Manhattan. Like hell no, assholes. Um, this this one to me, like it absolutely gets New York right, and his cast of characters feel New York because. As a friend of a of a lot of people who went to Stuyvesant, Stuyvesant is the basically the science high school in New York, which a lot of like basically this was like Bronx science meets Stuyvesant meets where I went, Edward R. Murrow. Um, Edward R. Murrow was the was the media school. Bronx science was the science school. Stuyvesant was the technology school. What they made Midtown Tech sort of like combines all of those into one and. There aren't just white people walking around this high school because it wouldn't be because New York is a diverse city with a whole bunch of different types of people in it. The fact that Ned Leeds is Asian and not once does he fall into an Asian stereotype made me very fucking happy. Yes, he's a nerd stereotype, but you know what? Who gives a shit? Because if I would have been in his situation, I would have been acting the exact same way. Oh my God, I get to be the sentry for Spider-Man? Are you kidding me? Of course I'm going to be at the computer telling him what to do. You kidding me? I get that opportunity? Boom, I'm there. They should just call him Raph in the next movie. It, they very well might. <laughs> um, so I was very, very happy with them, with them using that character of Ned there because in the Ultimate Comics... This is the one archetype character that Peter did not have. Yes, Miles did. Yes, I understand you're taking that away from Miles. Frankly, we're not going to get Miles for a while. And they're doing that animated movie, and they could very easily still have a character like that in there with Miles because it's an animated movie. 
it's probably not going to have the same sort of continuity that uh, that this movie has in the first place. It's off its own, uh, in its own corner. We might get a Miles in the you know live action at some point. I'm sure they'll figure something out one way or the other. The so Michelle- people were going Miles crazy. They thought Mohammed um, Atta, the guy on the the little black kid on the team from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Netflix movie, they thought yeah. he was playing Miles Morales No, but he was the, the one black guy in the cast. <laughs> the um, the Asian girl was actually credited as Cindy Moon, which is interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. All right. That's cool. But you know what? They're, whatever. They're taking sources from uh, from all over the place. They do that all the time in, in, in Marvel movies. You know? They had Jason Ionella on this thing. Y'all know who he is. <laughs> who is he? He, he he's from Untold, Untold Tales of Spider Man, which was like a twenty five issue series shit. in ninety. Oh my god! Whoa. You such a deep cut. Holy shit, dude! Oh, on the news, on the news thing, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, I, oh my god! I'm so happy. Spider Man Prom is the hypno hustler releasing a swarm of radioactive spiders into the high school and, and Cindy Moon in Muhammad Atta, the actor become Miles Morales oh, God. and we have our new spider characters oh, well, t- and Chris Johnson will finally come back to Spider-Man movies <laughs> oh, and, and, and for that matter Tobey Maguire should play Uncle Ben but that's you know that's that's no here there. Which fucking exist in these movies well okay so a lot of people pointed out that yes Uncle Ben was not mentioned um power and responsibility was not mentioned and i understand why because if there's one thing i'm tired of more than anything else it's watching batman's parents die it's been done to death we've well, seen yeah, but it now we're gonna get flashpoint batman <laughs> oh, oh goody oh yippee Bruce die for once <laughs> I, I they better cast jeffrey dean morgan as as thomas like he, I'm with, with you. I'm yeah, with you. That, like I don't, I don't see why not. Like that, that makes perfect sense. But you know, I digress. Like you don't need to keep showing the same shit over and over and over again. And somebody had the idea in the th- creation of this movie that you know we don't need to see Ben die. Everybody knows it happened, and I think everybody does at this point. That is one of those things that everybody knows. Ben dies, power and responsibility. He gets the suit. Yada yada yada. He's Spider Man. That's okay. It. Well, um, my 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 reaction to that, and I'll just say that I, I, we had like a near three hour discussion with this in comic film review. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to reiterate the whole thing, but to that point, um, I'm not arguing to see the origin again. Yeah. However, at, at the same time, you just wanted to hear him mentioned. Movie, yeah. Sorry. You just wanted to hear him mentioned, I assume. Well, I mean, I then I get the sense that this this character felt like in Civil War. I got it. That was Spider Man. That was absolute. That was a the Russo brothers and McFeely and Marcus is a great Spider-Man. In this one, there was so much levity to the point where it was just near the knuckle farce that I felt that the character lacked the requisite feelings of guilt that Spider-Man fundamentally has. I'm not saying that I want his whole dance slot. It's all my fault every every five issues, but like I would, I think that especially with the whole "if this be my destiny" lifting the stuff off his thing. Like in the comics, he thought about Uncle Ben when he, when he did that. There are times where I think that the, the character kind of requires to remember what why he's Spider Man because it. When I first saw this film, it was like he was Spider Man just to become an Avenger, and that kind of made him shallow. And I feel that completely revoking any mention of why he's Spider Man made the character feel less than what he was because he's a lot more nuanced than I think uh, this film made him seem to be. So I'm not saying that we see him, him shot or getting bit by a spider, but kind of. A casual mention or, you know, 
like, you know, Peter, what's wrong? You've been skipping school. Are you upset about what happened to Uncle Ben? Just some sort of reference that the character's origins are intact would have been appreciated. Yeah. Um, Because I I do think, again, not, not saying we should see it again, but I do think completely not mentioning him takes away something from the character because you don't you don't want to have it not be that origin i i i, we, I didn't need it <laughs> yeah but we got it we got that origin in um civil war yes i mean he literally had his entire origin in civil war in three sentences without i wouldn't say literally <laughs> no he, no he, i will say he literally did because he said you know when the bad stuff happens and, it's, and you don't do anything about it it's your fault no matter what absolutely yeah in essence that's with great power comes great responsibility yep it's we, that's saying without saying, I was the cause of Michael of Michael Ben's death. Yeah. I'm doing what I'm doing now to make up for it. But you know what I'm saying, right? This is his own story, and he was in a situation um, where, like, I I did not like Tony Stark's unnecessary dialogue. You know, like when he was like lifting this stuff. To me, like, like Tony Stark should not be at his lowest ebb. That should be why is he Spider Man? And I think I just 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 something small. I think I don't I don't think I'm being uh, crazy in asking that. I, I don't. No, think, I don't. I don't think you're crazy about it either. I just also personally do not feel like it was necessary, especially going back to what Brandon just said about there being enough in Civil War to to cover that. Um, I mean, there, we, we don't have to be over. We don't have to be, be be hit over the head with with subtext over and over again. Yes, for the most part, like Superman, like Batman. Like Wonder Woman, we all know their origins of these characters. We don't have to be told every every movie or a, or every fra- every sort of franchise. I think what it is is that uh, uh, I was I was needing more of that to make this feel like Spider Man to me than you guys mm-hmm. did, and that's what it kind of comes down to. Like you guys saw him as Spider Man, where I saw him as like I want to see Spider Man, not uh, a geeky teenager who wants to be part of the cool kids group slash Avengers, and that's kind of what, what it comes across as at times. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I definitely like that. Well, and, and I mean, what I'll bring up as well is that the uh, power and responsibility aspect did indeed come up when dealing with the suit, because. Uh, but uh, no, uh, what what uh, what I was saying though was that we we got the power and responsibility aspect in uh, his dealing with the suit because he believes that he's ready to get the the full power of what would happen when you're a, an adult and you're ready to deal with uh, stronger power and, in essence, responsibility. And these babysitter protocols were in effect because this was a new Spider-Man. You know, th- this was a kid that was still learning to be what he would grow up to eventually become. He was not ready to access that yet. And, and <laughs> he shouldn't need that suit at all. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, 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 I understand your your thoughts on that, and I respectfully disagree. But I'm going to roll. Um, but I, I will, I will, I will say just this. This is not a second sentence, but like um, to me, like the power and responsibility thing that did come into effect when he found out the vulture knew who he was and he was threatening him, and then he the next thing he did was go to Liz and says, "I'm sorry, but I got to go." Right. That was right. Spider Man. Right. That was, that was that was that was the second instance of it. But what what I right. what I was bringing up here. Uh, was that, uh, you know, he went and unlocked that and then immediately realized that he could easily wind up, you know, taking somebody's head off because he wasn't ready yet. And that is all part of power and responsibility there. That, you know, you have to be ready to... Basically, you need to be fully capable 
as a hero. He was not there yet. He's still starting off. He's still getting his steps. So he doesn't deserve to have all that extra power there. Yes, I'm aware that people had issues with the suit even having these capabilities. And frankly, looking at the current, you know, Dan Slot arc of of him having yeah. a, a, a spider a spidey suit that has more capabilities, um, I'm not too far off on that. And the fact that you know, this is a world where Tony Stark is a lot more prevalent than even in the old in the in, in the own, you know, Marvel universe. That Spider-Man is young and Tony is old. It makes sense that there's going to be a little bit more of a mentorship going on. And in turn, he's going to get this outfit with that has further capabilities than perhaps even Peter is ready for yet. So mm-hmm. that's why I think it made enough sense in the scope of the Marvel Cinematic Universe to have Peter have that suit. Um, I, I also heard people say that like he felt more Spider-Man when he was back in his, uh, in his hoodie. And I still thought it was the same dude. Just you know, didn't have cool web shooters. That's it. You know. It, also, Ben Riley's costume. Yes, Scar Spider. Yeah, ben Riley's. Yeah, yeah. Ben Ben Riley's costume later on. No problem with that whatsoever. <laughs> no, I'm saying the hoodie. Oh yeah. Ben no. Riley's oh yeah. Costume. Oh yeah. You're right, Scar yeah. Spider. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just the color inverse. Yes, you're right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So whatever. Didn't have an issue with that. Didn't have an issue with Michelle. Some people did. No. Oh, that. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was just like. That was so dumb. Th- that was weird. I, I didn't. I wasn't mad, but it was. It was. It was almost like gratuitous. <laughs> it, it was. A, it, oh, it was a little name. bit. It was a little bit forced, but I also guessed that she was MJ. Like from the minute that she even said that her name was Michelle. I think that yeah. like if, if they wrote Mary Jane Watson, uh, who she's not in this, she's Michelle Jones. But if they wrote Mary Jane Watson in. Because I, I was thinking that like Zendaya would have been the best Mary Jane. Like she, mm-hmm. look at her. She looks like Mary Jane from the comics, except for you know her skin tone. But like more so than Kirsten Dunst or Shailene Woodley. Yeah. So the fact and that they, what? I, I think so. I, th- I think she looks way more like Mary Jane than either of those two. In what way does the disheveled person sitting at that lunch oh, table uh, resemble the glamorous not, not Mary Michelle, Jane? Not Michelle, but Zendaya herself. Like in her like celebrity life. Like I think she. I don't know who she, what she looks like normally. You do, all right. Uh, well, she, I think she does. Um, but which mean, which means I don't know why they wrote. I don't listen Sally to pop Shield. music. What do you want? I'm not 15. <laughs> Neither am I. But, she, but, but in the lead up to it, I was curious as to like, yeah, there she is. <laughs> old man Brent. Old man Brent. All of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not saying I follow. I never heard of her until she was cast. But when she was cast, I looked into what she was doing. She she affects Mary Jane well. Um, I'm not even mad at the whole like like let's write Ali Sheedy from the Breakfast Club in this film thing, but. I do think it's kind of strange, but whatever. I, I, that, that was my least of my I felt, I felt like, again, going back to Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, <clears throat> the character of Michelle reminded me in a lot of ways of the way that they wrote uh, Mary Jane, or at least that uh, Brian Michael Bendis wrote Mary Jane in that. That, you know, more smarmy, more scientific, more... Not like Gwen? She's no. more like Gwen in that one, right? eh, Maybe a little yeah, bit. Gwen was the one with the punk rock attitude. I felt like it was a little bit of both, honestly. Uh, that, that that it reminded me of Gwen at times. It reminded me of uh, of, of Mary Jane. I mean, uh, mind you, I think oh, who who was it uh, who who had the headband who was running around? Like, was that actually? Uh, uh, that was Betty Brant. Yeah, I know, I know that, but I uh, I was trying to remember the, 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 the character. Uh, but yeah, Betty Betty actually reminded me of Gwen at times with the headband and whatnot. Like I felt like they were actually like trying to like pull a little bit of a visual cue of that for Gwen, even if she wasn't. But um, I just think that 
they they really wanted to do this vulture thing with the daughter and have that twist. So in order not to inflame fans, they cast somebody as MJ to try and be like, oh, it's a reveal, you know, and then just called her Michelle the whole movie so that people wouldn't get upset or their fanboy panties in a bunch that he wasn't going after MJ or Gwen. He was going after this Michelle girl when MJ was clearly right there the whole time. Yeah, when, when meanwhile... And it's just, it just seems very contrived when everybody knows she's MJ. It's actually more true to the comics. It, it's more true to the comics It would have been cooler have, if she wasn't. Yeah, well, it, it's more true to the comics to have him go after Liz Allen and then yeah. have Mary, Mary Jane or MJ be under his nose the entire time because that is how the comics worked. Right. It's more true to the comics in the 60s, though. Yeah, I know. They're, they're, they rolled they they rolled with almost every single version of Spider-Man in this movie and made it work cohesively. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Ditko era in this more so yes. than any, any other film except for maybe the first Raimi film. Um, um, I, I just think it was, it was weird because <laughs> I, I really liked how they did Liz in this. I thought Liz was yeah. generally I really liked how they did both Liz and Flash. But I just mm-hmm. thought that the MJ thing again I, I didn't dislike it but I just, it was like. It came out of left field, and I don't know. Well, that was he was just an infield. Yeah, left field. Everyone was calling her as MJ as soon as she, she was cast as Michelle. But, what but point Marvel about this was a surprise? No, and you're going to believe Marvel? She's not Mary Jane. She's not Mary Jane. She's not Mary Jane. She's Michelle. So when the character says at the, her last line of dialogue is "Call me MJ," it's like I don't understand the point of it. The the point is that the, the point, point is that she goes the being point, hidden. Yeah, I. I I, I, I didn't, I don't know, like, I, I don't really have an issue with her being called MJ. I really don't. And and, just, and, and, and and if they never actually have a Mary Jane, I would honestly be okay with that, too. If she's well, they've just, never written her right in, in, the, in the movies, so, like, it would, it was, it, she's never been in the movies one way or another. Yeah. So have, it's, have it's this a, work as her, you know? It, it, I thought this was the same level of dumb as Daredevil Season 1. All the promotion, you know, they're showing the black hoodie, not hoodie, excuse me, black mask, and, you know, blah, 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 no suit, no suit, no suit. Up oh, when the day the mo- the series fully launches, up oh, here's the red suit, all over thing, and then you're watching the series and you're waiting for him to get the suit, get the suit, get the suit. Surprise, he doesn't get it till the very last effing episode of season one, and it's just a giant suit cock tease every time <laughs> he goes to see uh, Stilt Man. I, th- I thought this was like you know my real name is Eve Moneypenny Robin Kind uh, Blowfeld. <laughs> it was yeah, like it was, it was it was that level of dumb. So I could do without it. Either she's MJ or she's not. But don't act like you know she's one thing and not the other. Yeah, and now she is. I think it. I think it just. I think so. Just, I think it's just a, a red herring for the character. That's all. Right. That undone. Yeah. <laughs> it was unnecessary, in my opinion. And she all. she could easily have red hair in the next one. Like, that's that's fine. That's not right? what I meant. No, I know that, but you still said it, so I went ahead and rolled with it. I think she also did a good uh, act. She was funny. Yeah, yeah. No, she, the character didn't much for to me. do. And, and and I firmly believe that she already knows that he's Spider Man. Like that's that's the way that, that the character is written. Is like she she's known like almost since from the, since the get go. Like you know, like what like what are, what are you hiding, Peter? Oh wait, never mind. I don't care. They can they can salvage this. They can they can actually make her gradually more MJS as she gets older, which which I'll be fine with. I mean, it's she's still Michelle. She's not Mary Jane Watson. She's Michelle Jones. Why? I don't know. But like the Zendaya character could be um, more ingratiable to like you know 
uh, wet, nerdy fanboys. So we will see where it goes. Yeah, and I I would also say that this is easily. Um, I mean, you can say that that Loki is is maybe better, but this is easily the most relatable of all the villains that we've had so far. Oh, I love Shocker. I yeah. love Shocker so much. Wh- which one? Which one? Yeah. Dargan. Yeah. Bokeem Woodbine, of course. Both Shockers were great. Uh, you know, Scorpion was, uh, was an, I mean, Gargan was a nice reveal and everything, but Vulture, easily. Michael Keaton just completely worked so well in that role and making him a literal Vulture, making him a, a man who picks for scraps and makes his, his living off of that just works so well for the character so much better than adrian tombs in the comics who i've always felt was kind of weird just the whole like i i'm you know trying to be younger thing that they roll with him for a while and well that's yeah. from the cartoon no it was also from the, that, from the, that was, the 90s comics that was from the 90s comics well, also yeah yeah no he i never liked the vulture myself yeah that, i'm an old man in a jumpsuit i'm gonna get your spider-man flying mr burns that's always what i thought of when i thought of uh, the <laughs> Like and, and and they they just they made the character so much more relatable and it worked within the story of the film it worked within the story of the MCU too, um even if they fuck with the MCU's timeline in this but don't get me started on that. Um, uh, well, we, I think we have to like eight years. What <laughs> they, they they made it they made a mistake on saying which film happened when. That's that's that was their mistake. They should have they should have said Iron Man and Iron Man two, and they said Avengers and th- that was that was their mistake. They say that because they explain that. Uh, they, I, I'm not sure if they explained it, but other fanboys did. <laughs> so that's, and they've also just said in general that they they don't care as much about timelines as 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 nerds do. Apparently, what? Yeah, I know, big, big, big shock, right? Um, but no, that that's what they did. Is that they 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 miscalculated movies. They they really should have been working off of the fact that Iron Man and Iron Man Two happened back to back, and it was eight years after that. As opposed to the Avengers, that's what would have actually. I thought, made sense. I, thought, I thought we saw like Avengers Tower in that first shot. Like yes, at the bottom of it. Yes, but I'm I'm more saying that that's that's the timeline mistake that they made though. Right. Is that that's a it? fucking gigantic mistake. Oh, because like who could not catch that? Yeah, I know, but it, it, whatever. I mean, it, it's it, in giant. It's in giant saying eight years later. So yeah. I think everyone caught that. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's and just they didn't let it slide. <laughs> yeah, they, they either let it slide or didn't care. Yeah, it's Marvel. No. No one really cares about it in place, place. Considering the sl- considering the sliding time scale of Marvel itself, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I think f- what disappoints me now that we've talked about Michelle and I've been kind of thinking about this. Excuse me, MJ, is that there are three movie series in, and not yet have they had the face the tiger. You just hit the jackpot moment. Mm. They can't. They could have done that here. They could have done that here. Yeah. Well, it could be an ugly duckling, an ugly duckling scenario for her. So you you may get it eventually. I, I think we might get it in the in the next one. Which and and frankly, if they do not go uh, prom as the next one and then graduation as the third, uh, that's a missed opportunity. I'm thinking more fall formal for the next one. Yeah, or 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 just junior year. They have to be the, the entire bodies. movie has to be the next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> You must stay in high school forever. Senior week, I think, the third one, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man. No, gradu- graduation. Bodies. Graduation makes the most sense. For, Sock hop. Yeah. Graduation makes the most sense for the third, I think, because then, 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 they'll, then they'll actually get out of high school and, and move Spider-Man themselves Junior. into college. Yeah. Spider-Man Junior Prom. Spider-Man Junior Prom. Yeah. It could. I don't know. 
But whatever. Overall, overall, I, w- I was. This was this was the better Spider-Man for me than than really any of the other Spider-Man that, that I've been presented with. This was my Spider-Man. The one's got to be graduation. You can't have him in Infinity War and not call the second Homecoming film graduation. I I think. Don't the, you think he's graduated to the Avengers and out of high school by the time Infinity War is over like, and like facing later, certain doom? No, the next the next one, the next film is going to be a year later, so graduation will be the third. Yeah, it'll, it'll take place during his summer breaks, unless he skips a grade. <laughs> yeah. So I, I again, I'm 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 more a fan of Ultimate Spider-Man than I am of uh, well, okay, it's not that I'm more a fan of Ultimate Spider-Man. Is that that's the Spider-Man that got me back into Spider-Man after years of like being so so about it, uh, like the JMS era only oh, you didn't barely like grabbed one? me. Uh, eh. What really? Did you mentioned Chapter One. Jesus fucking Christ. Really? John Byrne. John Byrne, chapter one. <laughs> get, out. Get, get out. Get out. Seriously. Uh, You're fired. J- JM- JMS stuff was all right, but not great. I mean, it, it, it is it was what it was for a while there. I mean, fucking Howard Mackey was writing Spider-Man when I was younger. So that's that says a lot about that. But like... My, Brian Michael Bendis' Ultimate Spider-Man revitalized the character in a lot of ways, and this is the Spider-Man that we got on screen. So, made me very happy. I would give this... I'd actually just straight up give this a 4 out of 5. I think that this was exceptional oh, and a foot in the right direction, and don't screw it up, Sony. That's all That's all. I totally thought you were going to give it a 5. Yeah, I, I, nah, it's, not, it's not a 5 movie. It, it's, it's, it's very close. In fact, it's closer to a 4.5, but I need to see it again because I've only seen it once. But I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Four, four point two five. That's how close to four point five it'll get for me. So yeah, four point two five. Brandon, four out of five for me. Yeah. Four out of five. You got a four out of five, Brandon. Did Brandon disappear again? <laughs> Go ahead. His, his answer screams in silence. What'd you say? Jesus fucking Christ! All right, Donovan, what'd you what'd you get? <laughs> I would say four point seven five out of five. Um, like, yeah, he's no, just, I'm here. Yeah, he he's just way behind, but he he has now said four point seven five out of five. Yeah, he has now said his grades. So Donovan, go ahead. Straight four out of five. Four out of five. All right. Wow. Even yes. even even with all those uh, all those complaints, you still go to four out of five. I'm just, I'm, I'm too much of a Spider-Man. I don't I don't dislike any Spider-Man movie. Okay. Really, except for Spider-Man so. three. That's my least favorite, but I still like it. <laughs> it did have that amazing dance. Did have that amazing dance. Uh, Sandman. Sandman was okay. Oh, also, also, I watched that a few months ago. Like, I think people forget how well those movies are directed. Like, was a strong director for those films. Uh, I would say what you will about Tom McGuire, but like uh, those movies deserve the praise they got when it came out. Then compared to now, but again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan, so I like all all the movies. How's the pie, sir? So good. <laughs> So good. So good. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I can't wait I, for I that. bought the Disaster Artist yesterday. I'm going to read that. Oh, yeah? Nice. Oh, man. I, I cannot wait for the Disaster Artist to come out. It looks so uh, kitschy in all the right ways. Although I might have to actually watch The Room. I still have not done that. All right. So oh, <laughs> so the rest of this year has Thor, Ragnarok, and Justice League. Um I, I I think Thor Ragnarok is easily going to be the best Thor. Yeah, those both of those trailers look look lit. Like uh, they, they they really give across like the epic idea of Thor that the first two kind of didn't. Like those kind of like you know slow motion shots of like Valkyrie and Hela, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it looks hella cool. 
Uh, <laughs> Brent, obviously, you're going to be there opening day for Justice League, right? No, I will not be there opening day. That would be a Thursday. Oh, okay. What about Friday? Possibly. Possibly okay. Saturday. All right. Okay. Brandon, are you caught up? Are you back? No? Okay. I guess not. Oh, well. Run to the speed for yeah, he's uh oh Skype crashed again. Okay, that that sounds about that right. That was that is so weird. Yeah, I know that is weird. Are no, you? like I, I don't I don't get crashes. I I get lagging. I don't, I don't get crashes though. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, you're 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 back live now. So, uh, uh, Ragnarok and Justice League. Uh, looking forward to both. Uh yeah. Uh, Ragnarok, yes. Justice League, cautiously. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, you guys weren't sold on those last few trailers. I wasn't either. <laughs> just, just, like, uh, eh, I don't know. Uh, I like, I like the, uh, I do like, I do like Broy Aquaman a little bit more. But other than that, though, I'm just no, no, not still, really. Still kind of Aqua Bro. Yeah, still kind of Aqu- feels Aquaman like they might going to save that movie. I swear to God. You think so? He is. Yes. Right. yes. He's if if him and Flash don't make that movie for everybody else, plus everybody's going to be so high on Wonder Woman. I like. I will be um, astounded. Well, one one thing that I, that I will say is that these trailers still feel a little forced to me, and that's my problem. Is that I feel like they they're still attempting to overcorrect for Batman v Superman, and I I hope that there's a balance. Lord, yes. I hope that there's a balance between the dark and the light this time around, and that they're not just throwing jokes in there for the sake of it. We'll see. I agree with you. And I, there's also the whole like you know like 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 the st- the world is still a morning of Superman. He taught us hope. We loved him so much. Bullshit. I watched those two horrible movies. Like like you guys hated him all throughout the seven hours that we saw him. Like what's with this retcon of they they like Superman now? I, that was so disingenuous. I, I just hope that I can notice which scenes had CGI mustache removal and which ones didn't. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Freddie Mercury as Superman. Yes. Super stash. Oh, I, I will. I will bring up uh, real quick. Um, I, I did see Atomic Blonde last night, uh, which is which is based on a uh, on a. Uh, I didn't know it was based on a graphic novel until I actually like saw it. So it's based on an, on an Oni graphic novel that came out. Mm. Um, and it was it was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. Um, also, it's a little bit hard to follow at times because there's there's a lot of twists and turns and you're you're hearing a, a, a like a monologue throughout of like the events that transpired in the movie itself but you're hearing it from the main character's perspective so not everything that she's saying is necessarily what happened is what you gather from the movie itself but uh there's a twist at the end that kind of made it for me and easily one of the best fight scenes that I've seen in years, like John level, John Wick level, good fight scenes um, in this movie, but one in particular involving an elevator and uh, and then a whole bunch of like uh, like tracking hallway shots. That's like Daredevil good. Like it's really, really freaking amazing. And people are probably gonna be talking about that more than the rest of the movie itself. But Charlie Sterana is fantastic. John Goodman's uh, really good in it, and the dude who played uh, 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 crap. Uh, now I'm blanking on his name. Uh, computer Xavier. No, no, no. Computer game. Uh, computer guy from uh, from Winter Soldier. Um, uh, oh, Danny Pudi? Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, um. Oh, Jimmy Capote. 
yes, thank you. The, the, <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the, the guy... Ah, fucking hell. What the hell? Uh, Winter Soldier, computer guy? <clears throat> oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, 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 he was the, 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 the Dream Lord in... Toby, Toby Jones. Yes, Toby thank Jones. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, to- Toby Jones... Um, is is in this also, and he and he's excellent, and uh, and yeah, also yes, Mister Xavier himself, but the second one is uh, is is very good. James McAvoy is this most McAvoyist in this. So <laughs> if you're if you're uh, if you're a fan of James Bond, I'd say that this is this is going to be right up your alley. And if you like John Wick also, then you might appreciate uh, Atomic Blonde. So definitely worth the, uh, the checking it out. Brent, you saw mm. it, right? No, I saw Baby Driver. Oh, you saw Baby Driver. Okay. What did you think of Baby Driver? Uh, Donovan liked it more than me, so why don't you ask him? He saw it twice. Really? <laughs> 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 no, I know. I want to know what you thought first, man. No, I liked it. My dad really liked it. He was telling me it was really good, especially especially for the use of Radar Love, which is one of the all-time great rock songs. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. But, you know, I came back to him uh, on Sunday night and said, hey, I don't know why you're talking about Radar Love. They only used it for 10 seconds. <laughs> but the soundtrack's really good. Uh, that, soundtrack makes the movie that opening as most scene. Edgar Wright movies are. That opening scene is amazing. Uh, there's a couple other great ones. They use Queen's Brighton Rock, which I had never heard before. Mm-hmm. And um, at the in the very end, and that's a really good scene. Like, the end is really well done. So Yes. Gives credence to an Edgar Wright as an action director if he didn't already have it from Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and yeah. End of the World, and Scott Pilgrim. And it's easily so just his, the, the pure carness of it is really good. It's easily his highest grossing movie too. Yes. Yeah. So that's that, oh, worked, that worked out well for him. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I can. I can look that up. But I know that Baby Driver uh, as I mean versus the uh, you know the. Oh God! Why didn't it make any money? Scott Pilgrim versus the World, like uh, you know, th- this is this is definitely making way way more than than that did. Um, I know that the budget for this was thirty four million, and it's already made one hundred and fifty four. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's Jeez. working out well for him. But uh, yeah, Donovan, you you dug it? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I saw it with my friend, and because we heard it was getting like, like ra- ra- radically good reviews. And like I think three days later, I took my mom to see it. And my mom's a lot more stingy. She doesn't like enjoy genre stuff. Although she did like Doctor Strange, and she really got into it. You know the, the whole romance mm-hmm. plot of it. Um, I just thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I I thought that it was you know an incredibly simple premise done to its extreme. You know very. Uh, it's it's one of those movies that is not very complicated. Uh oh. Um, but. It's very entertaining. It kind of uses every scene for how much it's worth. You know, the music and Jamie Foxx. And I thought John Hamm was, was pretty cool. Yeah. So um, I'm not even sure there's, there's too much to say besides. I thought it was really done well. And I've actually not seen the Cornetto trilogy. But based off of this and Scott Pilgrim, I want to now. <laughs> <laughs> what? Thought, uh, what, are you, what, are you, what are you scoffing about over there? He hasn't seen the Cornetto trilogy. I know. I know. I know. You got it, man. It's on my Netflix queue. Oh, oh God! Hey, come on, man. Shaun of the Dead's a fucking classic. Yeah, that's Hot a, Fuzz that's is better than Shaun of the Dead. Hot Fuzz, is, Hot Fuzz is good. Yeah, Hot Fuzz is good. And, and it's I, better than Shaun of the Dead. Oh, also, after seeing Baby Driver, a hundred percent confirmation that Ansel Elgort should have just played Har- uh, freaking uh, Han Solo. Ding 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 ding. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it would have been a much better Han Solo than what they had to deal with in their you know filming of this shit. So I heard you guys talk about that in the last episode. I was laughing my ass off. Yeah. Oh man. All right, uh, gents, you got anything else you want to roll with, or are we we good to go? Uh, I'm I my, my most anticipated film still is going to be Black Panther. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's uh that's next year, right? Yeah, that's that's during Black History Month. <laughs> oh, good. Sixteenth, the sixteenth, the sixteenth. That would be so lit, so lit. Uh, come up just like uh, uh, Eddie Murphy from Coming to America. Yeah. So, like, look, looking at looking at the slate of uh, of uh, superhero movies in 2018, Black Panther's out first, then New uh, Mutants, uh, then Infinity War, then Deadpool two, Ant Man and the Wasp. Venom, roll your eyes. Uh, X Men, Dark Phoenix, and then Aquaman. Aquaman's that late? Damn. Aquaman is apparently yeah. Apparently it's uh, let's see. Aquaman comes out on December twenty first. November, right? No, December. I think we were supposed to have a Flash movie next year, but they kept dropping directors. Yeah, and then it became Flashpoint. And now it's so now being it's, retooled as yeah. Flashpoint. Yeah. In which they'll rehire somebody else for Batman. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and, and Shazam got moved up. I know that because Shazam's uh, 2019 now instead of uh, 2020 or whatever. They've been talking about that since before they made Man of Steel. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, but the dumb part is you're not going to have The Rock in Shazam, which is the only reason everybody wants to see that movie. Wait, The Rock won't know. be in Shazam? He's still no, on board to play Black Adam, be... but they're saying they're not going to have Black Adam in Shazam. What? Yeah, he'll yeah, no. be a Black Adam solo movie. That's- Shazam's one good villain is not going to be in his movie. Hey, hey, hey! Wait, oh, that's your mind. I mean, come on, come on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Please, please tell rules. me. Please tell me he's going to be facing a fucking worm. Please do that. Please. Tommy uh, the Talking Tiger. Not a villain. <laughs> Savannah and his ugly children. Hey, <laughs> ta- Tony the Tiger says that movie's going to be great. <laughs> uh. All right, all right, guys. I think I think we're good. Uh, so uh, let's remind everybody where everybody can be found. Uh, Bren, where can they find you on these internets? Well, when I'm not using shitty internet, you can find me on the Pop Culture Clash podcast with my host, with my co-host Ados Baron. Uh, you can find me on the internet on Twitter at the Dabadon. T H E D A B B A D O N. And uh, Donovan, where are you at? Uh, you can find me uh, on my most frequent weekly show, QNoAnswers.com, which we do questions we we have no answers uh, with myself and Harry Chu. We talk about uh, horrible topics <laughs> of the day. Um, and more important to this podcast, uh, monthly, uh, we do the comic film review, cbfreview.lipson.com. Um, we actually have we actually did episodes on Guardians two and Spider Man Homecoming, and as of this recording, we're I'm not sure what we're going to do next time. It's, it might be Atomic Blonde, uh, which I've not seen yet. Uh, and after that, I think that's really it. Also, I mean, um, I do reporting for BatmanUniverse.net. Check out stuff there. Uh, we came back from Comic Con. We have interviews up there as well. So uh, yes, and thank you very much for having me. My pleasure, sir. Uh, Casino. Where can they find you? I can be found at YouTube. BK's Bullets is the channel. All comic book stuff. I will have some new episodes up soon. Cool. And uh, any uh, video games, BK's, upcoming? 
possibly, possibly, possibly. Possibly. Cool. And uh, you can find me. Uh, I am SciFi on the Twitters. And uh, also on Instagram is that. That's I underscore M underscore sci-fi. Hee-haw-ds9 on Tumblr when I remember that it exists. And uh, also, uh, I this will probably come out after it actually happens. But uh, on Friday, this upcoming Friday, uh, as we're recording this, uh, I'll have been at Otakon for the American Comics for Manga Fans panel, and I'm going to try to get a clean recording of it because uh, when I uh, attempted to uh, record it at Anime Next, it was a uh, it was a room recording. I haven't actually listened to it yet, but depending on if I can get it, if I can get a clean recording of that, then I'll probably release that as a podcast um, as opposed to my Anime Next one. But we shall see about that. But anyway, uh, if this does somehow come out by Friday, uh, which I don't know if it will, uh, it is going to be at 9 a.m right at the start of the con. So if you can get through security fast enough, you can go ahead and head over to the Marriott and uh, watch uh, Chris and I do American Comics for Manga Fans. And uh, if not, then, like I said, hopefully it will be released as a podcast and potentially on YouTube as well. We shall see about that. And uh, don't forget to check us out uh, at uh, facebook.com slash comic timing for all of our comic timing conversation. Uh, the email address for Comic Timing is comictiming at gmail.com. And we're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network over at comicspodcast.com and the League of Comic Podcasts over at slash league. And if you're one of eight people who still uses iTunes, go ahead and send an iTunes review. That is graciously appreciated. Donovan, once again, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you very much. I'm going on iTunes right now. Yeehaw. And, uh, and Brandon, get better internet. Better internet. We'll talk to you next time. Uh, yeah, so if you want to pay my bills, you can always send me a uh, a, um, a PayPal link, uh, and I will be uh, glad to do it. Uh-huh, yep. And uh, Casina? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, I'll tell you what. And as always, there's always time for comics. I can't remember when was happened. Like, like Adam West? That might have happened a few oh, months ago. Oh, shit. No, we didn't, actually. Well, you know what? If, if Casino winds up editing this, it'll wind up in the back anyway. So, yeah, no, Adam Adam West. I, I'm glad he still has one more movie that he re- recorded dialogue for. Um, they're going to be releasing... I didn't see... Did anybody see the other one? I haven't. Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, good. Okay. You know, I, I've been meaning to see it, but I haven't actually gotten around to it. I heard, I heard it's pretty good. It's a lot. It's a lot of it. It is literally an animated boss episode of like, not boss episode, but like, you know, everyone's seen the 60s show. It's just like the 60s show. They don't really do anything that's not outside the 60s show parameters except for going out to space. And it's, it's really, really funny. That's good. Who voiced the Joker? You know, I don't know. I don't really know any of the, the voices aside from Julian Newmar, Burt Ward, and Adam West. Like, because they got guys where, you know, 
uh, Gordon and O'Hara and the, and the villains, but really the main three of the one was I recognized. Okay. Was it was it Ralph Garman? Um, Maybe not. Let's see. I'm looking at the starring here and Adam Westbrook, Ward, Julie Newmar, Stephen Weber, Thomas Lennon, Jeff Bergman, William Salyers, and Wally Wingert. Wally Wingert, really? Wally Wingert. Wally Wingert played the Riddler. Uh, Joker was Jeff Burke. Okay. Yeah. 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 And. It's not those names. Stephen Weber played out. Wow. Huh. Okay. There you go. I mean, Stephen Stephen Weber, you should be familiar with. He's from Wings. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Hackett. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, the, uh, the the next one coming out is the Two Face one. Uh, with, uh, Shatner is Two Face. <laughs> yes. Which, which, frankly, like, just makes me like wish that that had happened back in the day, man. That would have been amazing. Jeez. Uh, yep. Yeah, we um, on, on the on TBU, we did a commentary for um, the, the Great Ghost episode of the anime series. Because oh, uh, I thought that was, you know that episode itself was a great tribute to him. But yeah, you know, God rest on him, West T. Wasn't for him, arguably none of us would be here. Yeah. I, I I did watch the Powerless episode that they released online too. Um, you know, for that short-lived series that uh, that he guested on. Um, that was actually pretty decent. That, that show was not terrible. Like it, it, it was, it was far from great, but it actually was pretty funny. They showed uh, last year at the Comic Con. They showed the trailer to, oh, not the trailer. I'm sorry, the first episode. Yeah. And it was completely different. Yeah, I know. Was this the the insurance company premise? Yeah, and it wasn't bad. It, it was, it was, it had potential. It, it got a last year. They lived in the whole like DC world. I didn't watch the the new episodes that they did, but like I heard it was much more Batman centric. It which, was, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was much funnier when they were making like Green Lantern and Lex Luthor jokes in the in the original pilot. So um, I never came back to it after I heard they changed a lot of it. I, mean, I saw the pilot. The pilot wasn't terrible. It, it suffered from pilot syndrome, but I mean, it was okay. Alan Tudyk was the best thing about the show. It reminded me a lot of Better Off Ten. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, and, and honestly, that that's high praise because I love that all that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that he that he got the guest on that and that he's got one more movie coming out. And you know, we've got his legacy. So. Yeah, yep. absolutely. All right, gents, it's been good. Uh, Casino, I'll try to give this to you before I leave for Oda. So probably by end of day tomorrow. And uh, if you could listen to it all the way through just to make sure there aren't any stupid points, because our audio is not great on this episode. It's, it's good, but it's not great. Um, but if there's any, like, egregious moments that you hear, if you could just cut those out. I don't think there's anything too bad. But, uh, you know, if you, if you have the chance to at least edit through at least a little bit. I was recording edit. also if you could be that fine. Uh, no, no. Uh, the, record, the recording file is fine. It's just it's the... It's more the fact that, uh, that the internet was dropping a little bit. Um, Brandon. Yeah, I'm Brandon's end. And, and honestly, your, your mic was a little scratchy at times, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably close to my face. Yeah, I don't know if it does. Uh, my, uh, my controller died. Oh, yeah? Uh, midstream there, which is why it disappeared. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know what? I should do that next time. I'll just record through Skype on my Xbox. I keep I've been doing this that. for three years, bro. Uh, is it? I keep forgetting about that. That's why. All right. I mean, you know, my, my new laptop works pretty well with it. It's just I got to fucking deal with the Windows 10 app. I mean, Brandon, the headset does matter because I was using, originally I was using the one that was packed in, mm-hmm. and then I bought whatever the hell this is, the Razer X04 or whatever. Right. Like $60 gaming headset, and then mm-hmm. I, apparently it's not a lot better on that. Mm-hmm. And 
pack in one. Yeah, you, you do, but there was like real, like random, like scratching and stuff like that on this episode. Like it was like it was almost it was almost like you were you were a vinyl record. Get a shade, Brent. Yeah. All right, boys. Have a good one, and uh, I will uh, talk to you, if not later this month, then soon thereafter. There we go. All right, James. All right, ladies. You guys, night. 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 Night.